0: 11 O'Clock Comics, Episode 196
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're getting up though, One more to go, right? No, it's crazy Big two
2: double odds
0: no,
2: It's because no one made a stop It's amazing <laughs> that David has is.
0: I, I, I cross my fingers every, every week know, every every Wednesday I log on to this guy And I think, oh, this is it this is, this is, He's not going to show up The D, the diva's going to kick in with the spangles On the on the socks and everything He surprises me every week Right You guys know the story about the last show, right? Yeah, aware of it I'm so funny when I want to be Uh-huh Not tonight
2: yet
1: Jason,
0: and David, it was like a tag team, we both got. Yeah. Oh, let's get in there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey everybody, I think it's time, right? Hey everybody, 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 196, you know what this is? It's the second half of our annual 11 O'Clockers, yep, part, part the second, and I am Vince B.
2: Yes you are, and
1: I'm Christopher Naisman. That you is. I'm David Price. Oh, yeah. And I'm Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, my God. Doing your oh, yoga? Really? That's right, baby.
0: Nah. You are not Diamond Dallas Page. You are Diamond a, per-
1: cutter, bitches. A, how,
0: a person to be respected. Jason <laughs> Jason Wood in the house. What, what? Everybody. And here we go again. This episode has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service. DCB Service. Service dcbservice.com where you can get funny books far cheaper than the price printed on the cover way cheaper 35 to 75% off your favorite funny books and collectibles delivered right to your house in a nice brown package I think it's brown sometimes you get foam sometimes you get peanuts doesn't really matter because all the books in the box are in mint condition perfect condition just like if you if you were there at the printing press and you got the nicest ones that came off that's what they're gonna look like from dcbs they're the best discount comic book service (laughs) and if you are a first-time customer you can enter the following code into the lovely well manicured slot and get an extra eight percent off your already huge discounts david what's that discount code
1: that is the letters eoc and the number eight
0: right for 11 o'clock and eight percent off. EOC 8, get another 8%. Look them up. You'll be glad you did. I'm not lying to you, because I don't do that. I don't lie. We'll need yeah. There we go. So,
2: Chris, drag us through the drink roll yeah, call. we got a lot uh, to get through. Drag us through the drink roll call. Okay, why don't you lead us off?
0: Well, I'm triple fisting it tonight.
2: Oh, wow. I'm st-
0: I'm starting off with the beer I like the least. Still have, I still have a case of this left over from, from New Year's. It's called Mariachi. It's Oof. It's imported yes. beer, obviously. Yeah, it's. I can see through it. It's really light. But it has a snap of maybe lemon or lime in it. It's okay. I don't mind it. Uh, I'm also drinking Samuel Adams Old Fezziwig Ale, which is really good. And my last one is a magic hat product. It's mm. called Howl, black as night lager. Nice. See, I'm getting yeah, progressively dark. So I'm like a gradation. Yeah. I start off light and I get nice and black. I love it. I know. Thank just like, just like Robama. I'm black.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> goodness.
2: Anyway.
0: Yikes. <laughs> next. Woot woot.
1: Who <laughs> up next? Uh, David, how about you? Uh, I am drinking. a uh, uh, couple weeks ago, I, I knew I, I was pestering. Mr. Neesman. I know I was taking him away from his uh well, good his, for you. His, his Skyrim, sorry. Um I was taking him away from that by asking him if uh if this particular um if Jim Beam rye was worth a shot. <laughs> and uh and he finally got back to me while I was on after I was on my way home and I'd already boughten it. But nice. it's um uh, bought and and uh it is uh it's rather tasty. I, I I've had it straight which I kinda like. It's it's uh it's it's a little smoother to me than than Jim Beam whiskey and uh and or, or, or Scotch bourbon whiskey but it's it's um I'm liking it. In fact I'm having it with uh mixed in with a little bit of Coca Cola. Hmm. Well there you go.
0: that It's not grape. How do you liking
1: the right I I I do like it. It's not as it's it's not as uh, sharp to me i i, I can sip mm-hmm. or or swing on this it's kind of it's kind of peppery it is but it it doesn't um i'm not i find it to be a little smoother than than the regular jim beam mhm yeah yeah it's okay yeah
2: yeah i i kind of like the 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 pepper taste to it so yeah i've turned into a into a pretty big rye fan uh i am drinking tonight uh which it was not as thematic last week as i had uh, uh anticipated so cuz i didn't
0: Oh, boy. That does not bode well, does it?
2: Imperial Stout, and I've got uh, an Anchor Porter backing me up. So, good stuff.
0: Okay. Next up.
3: Okay. Uh, you're saving the worst for last, unfortunately. Oh, I, I'm sorry, uh, Jason. Yeah. No, oh, the, it's okay. The, the I, I started uh, P90X2 this week. Oh, so, wow. wow. Yeah, so I'm not going to be... Uh, my plan is not to drink until Sados Eidos. Wow, so, I can never do that. I'm drinking Diet Dr. Pepper tonight, and probably we'll be doing some variation of that uh, for the next few episodes. Man, the resolve
0: you have. The, the fortitude is incredible.
3: Yeah, well, we'll do see. It. It's been a while since I did the first P90X, and this is the brand new one, and uh, I pretty much uh, can't walk right now. so. Wow. <laughs>
0: I'll start P1. Okay. Do it. Yeah, whatever that is. All right, let's get into this. But before we do, I just got to say one thing. As yeah. I was filling out this list, mm-hmm. there's a lot of genre-hopping books out there. Yeah. I, w- I-, I would find one book for a horror category, and I'm like, damn, you know what? This fits into the humor a little bit or, or the adventure. It dr- started to drive me crazy after a while. So you're going to hear a little bit of repetition, at least from me. And in, in although it may list. not
3: come out in the discussion, um, certainly if you look at like the list of all the votes, a lot, there were a lot, a lot of that, too. A lot of people okay. voted for Looks things so that that were in you know for different categories, and then it, even some of the winners won for a, a, a particular genre, but they were nominated by other people in different genres. It's just, you know, they didn't get enough votes yeah. to, to,
0: to rank. So, yeah. All right. Well, judging by the spreadsheet, because I pay attention Look to at such you. things, uh, Jason, be up first. Look at you! I'm All right, am professional so, um, this week, buddy.
3: We are, because wow. we're trying to keep it tight and right, so Chris can can uh, not be too. Speaking. I gotta
2: I gotta G- be G- in New York tomorrow. I'm I mean, gonna okay. to see my boys. It's gonna be a Gotham
3: gal tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, so uh, up first uh, is the category of favorite nonfiction, which is the first of our new genre categories this year. Um, coming in second place with a respectable 10.8% of the viewer vote was Petrograd, which was one of the gifts uh, bestowed to me by my boys on the Christmas Exchange episode. I've yet to read it, though. That's nice. Uh, The winner going away with more than 55% of the vote by our friends Mr. Fred Van Lente and Ryan Dunleavy, Comic Book Comics. Wow. That's
0: huge. Isn't that the biggest margin of... of, Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it edged out... uh, The the second largest was uh, Scott Snyder getting creator of the year and uh, right. well you know actually I mean the yeah. biggest news technically was the DC stuff but of the count. of the book related stuff uh, I think it was up there yeah so, uh, so congratulations to them I mean we've talked about that book on the show um, it's a fantastic uh, little jaunt through comic book history in a very funny way and this year for those that have heard us gush about it but are curious and haven't read it yet the collected edition uh, looms so you can Yay. pick it up in one fell swoop nice. um, on on my thing, you know I realized this year that i didn't read too many what I would consider nonfiction comic books as it turns out it's a, it's, um, a hard,
2: it's a hard category
3: yeah yeah and I know you know I know you've talked about quite a few this year Chris Petra red Cuba my revolution uh, 21 mm-hmm. so uh, but I have I have all of them I just haven't actually read them yet um, the the one that ended up being for me and and uh, I don't want to slight it by suggesting that I, I, I would have this would have ranked high up regardless, but but uh, but for me, very much uh, it was Feynman, which is the uh, the book I talked about uh, probably about a month ago, which is the biographical comic uh, that looked at uh, at uh, Feynman and his uh, his his very uh, interesting life, everything from doing you know the Manhattan Project all the way up to you know just being a wacky college professor and uh, recontour. So, just thought that was terrific, and that was that was pretty much my clear cut pick this year, just because I I haven't really delved into the genre as much as usual, so. Um, so there you go cool so well up,
0: buddy. I know I'm in this associate at the spreadsheet I'm in the same leaky boat as yourself I didn't read a whole lot of nonfiction this year but the ones I did were exceptional and I have to confess my original choice for winner of this category uh, as I was making notes on the publication for this little shindig I noticed that it was published in 2010 so oh. I'm like, I'm like no, and, and my original choice was the uh, Weird World of Eerie Publications that mm-hmm. came out of Feral House, which is a fantastic book. Uh, supposedly, we got it in, in 2011, I'm, I'm, from what I can remember, but it was actually published in 2010. Whatever the case, I had to go with the uh, clear-cut winner of this category, and that's Comic Book Comics by uh, FVL and Ryan Dunlavy, because it's just fantastic. My single runner-up was Grant Morrison's Super Gods, Mm -hmm. which is a a great book, but as I said last week, a little too rambly in spots to uh, snag the top spot. Respect.
3: I I, I have that. That's another book that I have sitting on my night table that I haven't yet read yet. So,
2: Um, for I'm up next, right? Um, I actually changed mine, and I I, I had um, well, I had gone with Petrograd, and the problem with Petrograd, Petrograd being a favorite nonfiction uh, winner, is that technically it's not; it's um, it's true fiction. Right? It's it's not. I mean, these are not the documented events of the assassination of Rasputin. Oh, and by the way, there's the thematic tie-in because Petrograd is one of my favorite. Um, uh, favorite books and it is uh, largely about the uh, the uh, the assassination conspiracy uh, against uh, Rasputin and and what was going on you know the Bolshevik Re- revolution and so it's based on true events but it is not uh, it's 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 not history it's it's true fiction so wow. it's 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 their it's their interpretation of how British intelligence. May have been involved, may or may not have been involved, and so it's a, it's a great story, but it's not nonfiction. So, uh, actually, my pick this year is uh, Twenty One: The Story of Roberto Clemente by uh, uh, Wilfred Santiago. Nice, which is uh, it's a book that you you do not have to be a baseball fan to love this book. It is. It is an absolutely amazing story about an incredible person who, through their God-given athletic ability, uh, they were able to... um, I I say be recognized as being just a a, a truly great person. And uh, the more I read about Roberto Clemente, the more that I respected him as a person, uh, from where he came from and and what he did, um, how charitable he was. I mean, he was uh, he was one of the probably five greatest athletes in the world, and died in a plane crash uh, on his way to help uh, earthquake victims. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and and not not at not in the prime of his career, but but certainly long before he would have retired. And right and in uh, the prime of his life, certainly, in the I mean, yeah, was, absolutely. Yeah. And and, and, yeah. and so, um, you know, you go back and from a, a baseball perspective, you look at Clemente's numbers, and they're very impressive. I mean, 3,000 hits, exactly 3,000 hits, uh. And, uh, and you look at it and then you think, okay, add five years onto that. And he may have been considered, uh, if not, you know, uh, the greatest of his generation, one of the, one of the all time great baseball players and, uh, tragic how he died. But the book is not about that. The book is about his life. It is about the life of Roberto Clemente and from the very, um, small personal stuff to, um, to the big stuff. And it's, uh, uh it, it's amazing uh visually so uh 21 the uh the the wife of roberto clemente my my favorite non-fiction book of the year
0: see now you were talking petrograd judging mm-hmm. by the preview art for that i thought that book was about alan moore
2: <laughs> yeah, it turns, it turns out it's
0: it's respite I,
2: I think tyler tyler crook who's uh by the way taken over for uh bprd yes. i think he may have uh, taken some inspiration from a uh, Mr. Alan Moore in his version of uh, Rasputin. But Petrograd's the mad, awesome. Yeah, the Petrograd, Mad Monk. It's fantastic. David?
1: Um, I I love the idea of comic book comics that um, if I didn't gush about that enough when the sixth issue came out and, and we of course pimped it when it was 99 cents via comiXology and, and we know that the trade is coming out in the next few months but um, I didn't go with the crowd favorite this time even though they know I love them. But it's um, mine this year is, uh, is Yiddish Kite by uh, Harvey P. Carr and Paul Buell. It's um, Jewish Vernacular and the New Land. This was actually sent to me by Mr. Chris Marshall, he of the Collected Comics Library podcast. Uh, the inside flap, uh, th- this anthology contains the last fully realized work by Harvey P. Carr, and it contains original stories. It's... Um, it's basically, uh, it traces the influence, influences of Yiddish from medieval Europe to the tenements of New York's Lower East Side, peeling back layers of dogma and decades of turgid scholarship. Pekar and Bull shed new light, providing a modern discourse to help readers grasp the nuances of this colorful language and nomadic culture. And, um some of the chapters are uh, the emergence of Yiddish culture, uh, Yiddish influences on American popular culture, uh, the Yiddish revival, and a Yiddish language guide, so everybody can get those sounds if they uh, really want to understand what uh, what the characters are saying. But I mean, the the the, the My work, with, uh, yay! Um, it's the the art is fantastic. There's a lot of prose, a lot of text pages here. Um, but it's something that I pick up and I read a little bit every so often and and i uh I plan on finishing it very soon, but I thank Chris Marshall again for sending it to me and it's it's uh it was quite a surprise i I saw it when it was um initially announced, but I didn't read anything else on it or about it as as it was nearing uh, publication but um it's something that and and it's definitely not something that um I think people are going to seek out or say, oh, I I don't this isn't something that I think Tim is going to find on the Eisner list and say, OK, this is one of those that I just got to read because, you know, they they, they get no love. I I don't know who's really going to seek this book out, but it's out there and, and it's it's enjoyable if you are interested in the subject matter. Cool. Very true. All right.
0: got to thank Jason for giving me the next category. It's what? Favorite humor publication. Look at that. Now, I'm going to do mine first, and then we'll go into the, what the Formites picked. <laughs> I have runners-up here, and there were many of them, but I narrowed it down to three and a winner. My runners-up were Michael Kupperman's Tales Designed to Thrizzle, number seven, from Fantagraphics.
3: God about that. That's a good one.
0: Yeah, which is a screen. Sna- Snake and Bacon. Uh, just rip my ass apart. I love that. Uh, The second one was Jason Carnes' Fuckator. Now I talked about it on the show. It it is a horror book. It's a splatter book. It's an exploitation book. There's a lot of monster rape and zombie necrophilia and stuff and it's really juicy and 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 it's a laugh a minute i think it's a funny book he has a very strong sense of humor and it comes through in a lot of his uh, well most of the strips so i picked that for number two and number three gangster rap posse number two from benjamin mara which is definitely a humor book shut up jason (laughs) and uh my winner by a wide wide margin Milk and Cheese, Dairy Products Gone Bad by Evan Dorkin, recently released by Dark Horse in a beautiful, oversized, hardcover collection. I had to pick this because Milk and Cheese has been there seemingly for decades. Right, David? Um yeah. Some of their antics and their sayings have worked their way into my everyday language. I'll spontaneously scream Merv Griffin. You know, for for no reason, uh, it, it's it's very very funny. It's very idiosyncratic of Evan Dorkin. Milk and Cheese are Evan Dorkin to me, and and uh, I just love it. So I had to pick it. it. It's just a beautiful collection that was number one for me. But the Foramites, of course, chose differently. Uh, in third place, with no yes, third place with eight point nine percent of the votes. Tiny Titans. From uh, Johnny D.C. Are they still call it that? Johnny D.C.?
2: Uh, uh, no, I just think it's
3: D.C. Yeah, I don't know that they do that anymore. Well, it's Tiny Titans is wrapping up, actually.
0: So Okay. The soon-to-be-wrapped-up Tiny Titans. Number two with 10.1% from Bongo Comics. It's the great Sergio Aragones Funnies. And the winner, which a little weird to me, but that's okay. Because there is a humor element to the book, but I consider it a horror book. It's Chew, with thirty four point. Uh, Chu's very funny. It is funny, but it's more horrific to me. But then again, who thinks Fuckator is funny? I do. Maybe a lot of people don't. So well, Chew got thirty four point two percent of the vote. Came in number one.
3: Yeah, I- I'm <laughs> with you, Vincent. That in that I didn't, I read Chu and I I didn't like. It never occurred to me to vote for for this category until I tallied up the votes and saw that it won. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't really think of it as a I mean, it's definitely a funny book, but I guess I didn't consider it a humor book, but it ter-
0: so certainly fits the bill. Straddles yeah. the genres. Nice. Working them all. For
2: Christoph, there is a there's one um funny haha book that I look forward to every year and it never disappoints and that is the the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror and oh. it's almost always my favorite humor book of the year. And did not disappoint this year. It was awesome. It's
1: Excellent. Good uh me, um, well, I, I'm I'm with Vince on this one. I, th- there were books that had a humorous bent, like like Butcher Baker. I I think it's it's funny, but I don't read it for the funny. I th- there are different things I take away from it. Um You know, so, same thing with you know, X Factor because Peter David likes to do things in, in a humorous vein from time to time. The way his characters, I mean, it's it's more of a kind of a real life type of conversations they have in in the Marvel universe, but. um I went like events with 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 milk and cheese i mean there whether i guess it's because I'm just familiar with the uh with the geography i there there's one panel that i just i i died laughing when when I read it again for the second time in years i had to show renee and it's it and milk and cheese are running through d'agostino and if you live (laughs) in new york you know or around new york and you got the commercials from from channel nine or eleven or five you you know you heard the the d'agostino jingle and and um they they had a parody on it because they they basically muck and beat up an old woman in the middle of the supermarket and there you know and and it was just i heard the jingle as they're doing the rhyme running down the aisle and um you know whether it's Battery or, or or Lower East Side—it doesn't matter where they are in New York. It just it it rings true to me, and it is just a. It, it's weird that it took this collection of of stories that I haven't looked at in years to to really kind of be my humor comic of the year. But um, I can't yeah, it. It's 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 funny stuff. Kicking the shit
0: out of people and flipping the birds—what they do. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and, and and I mean, and the puns that they have, it's just, it's corny, like, you know, eight year old type jokes, but they're very violent. And, and you just, you kind of just kind of shrug and laugh. And, and I mean, you're not really supposed to like them, but they, they, they kind of do or think what you might, if, if you had that mentality or were in that situation. But, um, I, I liked it. And, and it, it was, like I said, it, it it's it been a while since I thought about them, but they, they, they are in his collection. And, uh, that, that that was my pick. Gin nice. makes a man
0: mean. You
3: know, we haven't yeah. actually had we haven't actually had too many votes this year so far. Where more of us have where we've had uh, dual or triple votes, and you guys, this is one of the first times where you we're. Uh,
1: I think it's our second one. Yeah, well, we had one last week, and and now I think this is our only other one.
3: There you go. Um, I uh, have a comical confession. I've never read a single panel of Milk and Cheese,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so I um I can't speak to it. But uh, now I'm intrigued because you guys both voted for well, it.
0: It's no uh, gangster rap, but it's good. <laughs>
3: um, I also agree with Chris. The Treehouse of Horror is generally good, although this year, I'm not sure I read this year's yet. So, uh, couldn't Gee, vote for that. Treehouse was awesome. Oh, okay. Um, I, I struggled with this category a bit in the sense that when I first thought of it, I thought, I don't think I read any outright humor books. But then, you know, as I kind of, I, I, as I mentioned, I, I read Shu, but I didn't think to vote for that. Um, uh, certainly, David alluded to, like, books that have humor in them, like, certainly something like a Deadpool or Deadpool right. Max could be considered humor. Uh, you know. There's certainly an element to that. Um, but I didn't really think to vote for that either. Uh, so then I thought, okay, maybe I'll vote for the Al Jaffe fold-in that I talked about last week, or maybe the Spy vs. Spy omnibus that came out this year. Um, but but ultimately, I had to cast my vote for Butcher Baker, Righteous Maker. Nice. Um, because uh, I, I agree with David. Certainly, it's not a book that uh, I think... Uh, it's definitely one of those multi-genre books, um, but I do love what uh, Huddleston and Casey are doing with that book. Um, and to be fair, this was a little bit trying to find a, a, a spot for a square peg in a different-sized hole because as I was doing my tally, I really felt that Butcher Baker was one of the stronger books that came oh, really? out this year. And yeah. just as the way my votes were falling, uh, I was having trouble finding a spot for it. And then I thought, well, you know, there is it does make me laugh, and and especially even the letters column is pretty funny, Casey. Yes, pretty there. yes. So I thought, you know what? Okay, there you go. This this is my way of of tipping my cap to to one of the better uh, new books of the year. So, uh, Butcher Baker uh, by uh, Mister Joe Casey and, uh, and and awesome awesome art by Mike himself So and
2: um, uh, a friend, of, well, a friend of mine anyway, and you guys may know uh, Sonia Harris does uh, uh, I believe the lettering and graphic design on it. So, oh, cool! And I've okay. mentioned uh, sonia who I uh, uh, used to write for iFanboy and writes for uh, Comic Book Resources now. So great gal! That's uh, I, great, I have great seen, work on that.
1: I love the logo, the way it just it, it sits mm-hmm. over the painted covers. It, it's it really is. I mean, from 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 the cover to Casey's thoughts on, in in the back matter, it's just it it's one of those pound for pound best bang for my buck I got all throughout 2011. Mm-hmm good stuff
2: uh am i up yes yep. sir i am up okay well the next one is uh is one that's going to be uh near and dear to uh, a lot of people's hearts uh here at 11 o'clock uh it is the favorite anthology and i think uh, i think jason is one of our our outspoken anthology whores you always love the anthologies it's one of one of your favorite uh things to pick up For uh sure. i mean, Uh, Coming in uh, at uh, 16.4% is uh, one that I think is worthy on any uh, uh, anthology list, and that is the Rocketeer Adventures, um, which was an awesome... uh, basically dave stevens tribute uh that dark horse put out this year it was it was fantastic uh coming in uh second place thinking or um uh sticking with dark horse is the uh the the all new dark horse presents which uh i think we talked about quite a bit this year and it had uh quite most anthologies had high points and low points but uh uh overall i think has some pretty some pretty cool stuff and uh the uh the runaway winner and uh, deservedly so and it gives us a chance to say uh, thanks again to the the absolutely amazing uh, forum community and, and listeners that we have on this show uh, people that took it uh, upon themselves to uh, get people in our community together and express express themselves artistically and uh, they made the uh low concept eleven o'clock comics anthology and uh and it was it was awesome and uh it pulled in twenty five point four percent of the vote That's so great. Uh, yeah so nice. uh, so that is awesome and uh you know we've talked about it before, and uh certainly from a, 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 a nostalgia, not just a nostalgia standpoint, because there's some awesome stuff in that. It, it is obviously my favorite anthology of the year. Um, but if I had to pick a, 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 a 1B, it would. Uh, it's an anthology comic that people don't really think of as an anthology comic, but it certainly is. And that is uh, from our friends at Four Star Studios, and that's the uh, uh, double feature comic. Nice. nice.
1: That's a good one
2: and it is uh uh monthly there are two eight page stories that come out digitally for your iPad or uh comic reader uh you can get it in PDF and uh, it is an anthology cuz it's it's uh two creative teams every month and they rotate stories through and it is uh it is awesome and i think it is exactly what uh what people in the comic industry need to be um, thinking of and experimenting with and and pushing the bounds of of how to get uh, comics out there, yeah, but m- more than anything, they're good. Um, you can have the best delivery system in the world, and if it's not entertaining, people aren't going to care. Yeah. These are good. So, uh, a double feature from Four Star Studios is my favorite anthology.
1: That that's awesome. That's a good. And I just I stories. Notwithstanding, I get a big kick out of just the the DVD like extras, w- w- whether it's you know, oh, the, yeah. just just the thoughts of the artist and and the the pencil pages and the colored pages and and uh, you know now that I'm thinking about it maybe that's what that little peel back is on DC's new logo. They're gonna peel it back and you'll be able to see <laughs> some extras. But um, that 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 is a very good one, Chris. I I had rim um, shot. I'm trying. I had uh, I'm trying to forget about it. The Sunday funny. Um. <laughs> I had the uh, CBLDF annual, mostly for the the Wagner Grendel story, but there was also uh, some Fred Hanbeck in there. Uh, Strange Tales 2, I'm trying to remember when that came out. The collected uh, edition came out in 2011. All right, so I'll I'll, I'll consider it, then, especially for um, your umpa's Wolverine story. Uh, I it felt like it felt like cheating in a way for me to uh give it to low concept just kind of like when those contests come out and you're like, you know, if you if you're if you're an employee of Peptico, you are not eligible to to enter the contest. And I couldn't really say definitely low concept. It was real close though. So if I can't vote for my own or one, you know, something that came from us, um, I gotta go with Dark Horse Presents just because it it's back. It's finally it's back. back. And yep. and I mean you have you had concrete, you had Mr. Monster, you had uh yeah, you had Neil Adams. You had yeah, you, you had some stuff in there that you know, like Chris said, there there, there were some hits and and there were a couple of things that you know you might not have dug, um, but it's uh, overall I got more good out of it than than bad and and mostly also I guess for for nostalgia I kind of have to to say yeah. So if I can't vote for low concept, I'm giving it to Dark Horse Presents.
3: Love it. Uh, I'm in the exact same boat as you, David, on, on the low concept. I felt like voting for it would be like in a strange way voting for ourselves, which is <laughs> kind of like Bush League. So I didn't do it. I mean, I certainly – but I don't want, I don't want our – especially the contributors to hear our votes and think that it was because we didn't think it was deserving. I just think it was kind of – I just felt weird to vote for something with our, our name attached to it. It's
1: practically a given.
3: Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like voting for your favorite child. but Totally. Yeah. And, and actually, on that front, you know, we've been talking about this. We we uh, we should give a shout out to those guys because they're actually working on a second volume right now, and uh they're actually running a um uh you know they they, they did a Kickstarter campaign for the first one, which was successful, but they're doing a uh, I guess a more direct thing this year, and they've created a website and it's um it's eocanthology.blogspot.com, and if you go there, there's preview pages. Uh, all kinds of information there's a donation they are taking donations to help get the book published nobody makes a dollar off of it from what i understand it's just to pay for pay for printing costs um but it's pretty awesome so far i think they have 230 pages of content committed this year yep. so um it i i can't wait to see it i'm i'm uh i'm i'm honored that uh, that that this is turning into something you know as as special as it is um for me uh my my choice this year was uh a t- as chris said i i do enjoy um, I do enjoy anthologies quite a bit. I, if I'm being honest, I, I didn't think this was the strongest year in that um, a lot of the ones that I was most looking forward to didn't quite wow me. Maybe I was just overburdened with expectations. Um, I would include Dark Horse Presents in that. Um, I would include Strange Tales 2. Uh As David said, the, the Grandpa story was awesome, but I wasn't. I, I didn't think some of the rest was as strong. Uh, similarly, Vertigo put out The Unexpected this year, um, which uh, had an amazing Grandpa cover. Um, but I I didn't think the interior contents were as uh, strong as, as I'd hoped. Mm-hmm.
2: Not, um, as, not as the previous uh, one.
3: Yeah, yeah. So um, so I I almost went with someday funnies, <laughs> um, but I figured Vince is going to gush enough about that book last week and this week that uh, I could go with something else. So I went with Rocketeer Adventures. Um, my first thought of the book was that it wasn't an anthology because I was like, well, I think of anthologies as being different stories and 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 you know different. Uh, with different characters, and then I thought, no, that's not fair. I thought it, it is, in fact, an anthology. It's just a bunch of different stories about the same set of characters, but it certainly fits that mold. Uh, and it is a beautiful work. Um, uh, you know, IDW. I think uh, the the strength of IDW is certainly their their uh, their collected and, and uh, uh, archival uh, group. And Scott Dunbeer is the editor uh, over there. He edited uh, Rockier Ventures and did an awesome job. He he clearly is a guy that's well thought of. I mean, um, you know, when they announced that they were going to do this book, I know a lot of people uh, who are, uh, you know, big Rocketeer fans and Dave Stewart uh, enthusiasts were, were cautious because it was one of those things where there really weren't that many Rocketeer comics ever released. And I think people were worried about what whether a book like this could, could do justice or would end up, you know, tainting the characterization. And, and certainly I think they... They achieve that. I mean guys like Mike Allred, Kirk Busick, Kaluda, Darwin Cook, Gene Ha, Jeff Darrow, Ryan Sook. I mean these are heavyweight. It's a lot of love yeah. is in um, that book. And uh and so yeah, that that gets my vote. And uh, and I believe uh in this month's previews the second uh, uh the second iteration of the Rocketeer Adventures is getting fired up. So we'll have
0: more of it this year. Excellent. Awesome. We are so different. In our tastes, because I couldn't even consider the Rocketeer. Wow! Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I bought it, and uh, I have to say it's a very pretty series, but uh content-wise, left me cold. It was just oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, Real interesting. Yeah, I just uh, I I viewed each issue, but I didn't read them. Mm-hmm. I just kind of marvelled at the art and just passed on the stories. Mm. But that's neither here nor there, right? My run, I have some runners up here. I don't know if you guys paid attention to humanoids in 2011, but they released an anthology, a hardcover anthology of Alejandro Yodorowski's uh, work for Metal Hurlant, which is uh-huh. the European version of heavy metal, uh, the original uh, version. It was called Alejandro Yodorowski's Jor- uh, Screaming Planet. And it, all the stories were written by uh, the Magus, featuring art by Pascal Alix, is that how you say it, Alix? Sure, sure. J.H. Williams III, Ladron, the late Carlos Meglia, whose art had a huge influence on the style of Umberto Ramos, Uh, Adi Granov, Axel Medelin, Jerome Opeña, and more. It is a great frickin' book. But like most of Alejandro's stuff, you cannot crack these nuts very easily. You have to let these stories build, and every story builds and plays upon the others. It's about this planet. Actually, it's about a screaming planet that uh, traverses the universe, and as the planet passes civilizations and they see it, the stories take place on the planets over which this thing is passing. So it's an anthology based on a... Planetary Body Screaming Through the Universe. That's really cool. And it's a great friggin' book. I think um, Adam Hughes did the cover, too. Uh, Exceptional title. But that wasn't my favorite. Uh, uh, (laughs) What? (laughs) I I also... No, no. No, (laughs) No, if you're
2: going to describe something that much, then it's aren't.
0: No, it's not. There are no rules, Chris. Uh, (laughs) I had to give a half-hearted tip of the hat to Dark Horse Presents, Uh, I think the the, the good far outweighed the bad, but the bad was really nasty. Uh, We had some beautiful work by Richard Corbin and uh, Michael T. Gilbert and Paul Chadwick, which was really good. But um, Howard Letraset shaken, kind of poopied up the pot a little bit for me. And there were some other strips in there that I don't think were all that great. So I didn't put that in the top spot. My top winner was uh, Crack Comics number 63 uh, from Image. It's published in the Golden Age format. What an anthology. Chris Burnham, act, uh, he knocked it out of the park. He he does uh, a story based on the Space Legion. It is, I, I love it. It's a masterpiece. And they printed it on faux uh, distressed paper, like an old comic. Some of the pages in here are really browned. And uh, Eric Larson's Contributions. What he does is he'll kick part of the, uh, color off register to make it look like it was printed that way, but it's intentional. Uh, Alan Weiss did a Captain Triumph's strip. Paul Maybury did one on the clock. Terry Austin took a, did one page on Millie the model. Uh, Adam McGovern and Paolo Leandri did Alias the Spider. Herb did, uh served up a masterpiece of a, of a strip. On, uh, Spitfire. It is fantastic. An aviation type thing where all, yeah, uh, I mean, Robert Kaniger would be proud. All of the ships and the military hardware are gorgeously rendered. And it's Herb Trimpy. How the hell can you go wrong with Herb Trimpy? Uh, Eric Larson kicked in two. One was written by B. Claymore, uh, done in, uh, with Frank Fosco. It's called Red Torpedo. And, uh, Eric did his own strip on Hack O'Hara with a cameo by the Space Legion. It's an amazing anthology, and it was cheap. It's only four ninety nine. It's like 64, I think, or, or more pages done in the Golden Age format. It's exceptional. I- Image is knocking it out of the park with these one-shots. The, the next issue project, phenomenal stuff. So that was my number one.
1: Nice, Well Kick done. Uh, we have, next up, favorite horror. Uh our- hey. Listeners voted for in third place, uh, The Walking Dead. Fourth place. The, well, yeah, yeah. All right, so it's a third runner-up, fourth place. Uh, next, <laughs> nice <we have> save. <laughs> Severed. Thank you. Uh, I hear a lot of good things then, about that. Then lock and key, but the real winner is uh, is Animal Man with seventeen point two percent of the votes Yay. out of uh, twenty nine nominees. I, I'm not real big on horror, after thinking about what I read over the year, um, I would definitely put American Vampire on there. And uh, and then, of course, thinking back to Echoes by uh, Josh mm-hmm. Fialco and, and uh, Son Record But I ended up going with what um, one of the runners up and that was Severed. Uh, because whereas American Vampire is in that realm of, of fantasy with the vampires, uh Severn mostly because of the setting, because of the era it takes place in, the way the characters are uh, are really written and what they say, it, it just it it feels real. It's very similar to Echoes, but um it just it creeps me out just a little bit. It it, it is creepy oh, yeah. and it and and so because of just how um so icky, I feel it. It, it really <laughs> does kind of have to have to get the nod from me in in that regard. So Sever was uh, was my pick for this year.
2: It's good. It will pop up later tonight. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: say- yeah, I'm just sorry. Um, I forgot the order there for a second. Uh, <laughs> unlike David, I actually read quite a bit of horror this year. Um, although David hit on a lot of the 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 uh, the runners-up votes by the the uh, the listeners, certainly would have been on my short list. Uh, I mean, Lock and Key could win best book almost every year, in my opinion, best mm-hmm. overall book. I mean, it's it's uh, uh, but I didn't vote for it just because I I read. Yeah, uh, I'm in the habit
2: of reading the collected hardcovers. Yeah, so they seem to slow down a little bit in their publishing schedule.
3: Yeah, year. so I haven't. I feel like I read one of the hardcovers this year, but it might have actually come out last year. And I know this Clockwork one. I haven't read any of it yet, so I'll probably be gushing about it next or 2012. But I, I couldn't vote for it. Um, certainly Swamp Thing and Animal Man, both very, very deserving. Um, I, I thought they were terrific, uh, or could, I should say, they are terrific um echoes i have to credit david with um that book was largely off my radar until he talked about it but joshua hale falcoff and R- rassan killed it with that book um so that could easily have been the choice um neonomicon by mr alan moore as chris said last week alan moore made comics this year um that was crazy and over the top and um i don't even think of it it was really that frightening frankly but it certainly was a horror book uh just because it was so so over the top um, but for me it was American Vampire uh, no real surprise there you guys know me um, one of my favorite books on the stands uh, you know I think Scott Snyder's killing it with it uh, I think that uh, Raphael Albuquerque is an amazing artist and he's the regular artist but I also think that you have to throw in uh, you know you have to throw in Mr. Sean Murphy who I know he drew uh, a, a limited series but it was pretty much tightly tied into the ongoing so I, I have to include that to the the whole concept of American Vampire, and uh, uh, it's just an awesome book. I mean, it, it was one of my. It's certainly in the running for my best book of the year, uh, so it had to be my best horror book.
0: Cool, that is cool. Now yeah. this is my category. I love I horror. Yeah, I know you. And do. I, have, I have a lot of runners up. Shocker. Uh, in addition to <laughs> Animal Man and Swamp Thing, which are fantastic, I have Riley Rossmo and Curtis J. Weeb's Green Wake from Image. Oh, okay, yep, High School of the Dead by oh, Dai- yeah, you Ki- love that book <laughs> I do Daisuke Sato and illustrated by Shoji Sato, uh Hellboy and the House of the Living Dead by Richard Corbin and Mike Mignola is one awesome. of my runners yeah. up so if I mean Corbin's one of my runners up, keep that in mind uh another runner up, and it's the top one. David Lapham and Rallo Ocaseri's Crossed Psychopath, uh-huh. which I love uh-huh. the shit out of that book. Dude. Oh, that. I do. And it ended today. I can't wait to read that issue. But my number one pick. And I read the first issue when it came out. And I said, wow, this is deep. I'm going to let these four, because it was originally a miniseries, uh, followed by a one shot. I don't let these four issues build up. and read the whole thing in one shot. And because I did that, obviously, I didn't bring it to the show. But it is by far my favorite horror book of the year. It's by Brandon Seifert and Lucas Kettner. It's from Image, and it's called Witch Doctor. Oh, it yeah. It is sure. fantastic. Uh, the first issue alone is, is oozing with far-out concepts. Like, uh, the basic premise of the book is the universe is an organism, a living Organism and monsters are the parasites infecting this organism. Uh, you have a case of demonic possession as a type of infernal pregnancy, meaning that demonic entities, when they possess someone, they're babies. They're gestating inside Uh this person and then they, uh, emerge full, full born. Um, there's a kid with spiritual HIV. He, his immune wow. system cannot handle para- paranormal entities, much like the bubble boy. Remember, um, yeah, yeah. John, uh, J. Gillum. Yeah, yeah, in the bubble. Well, well, he can't handle any kind of spiritual attack, so he is p- possessed by multiple entities. But the best, uh, um, the, uh, witch doctor carries a sedelic umbrella which is really cool. It's a circle of protection that's inscribed on the underside of an umbrella and the 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 shell of the umbrella is made by angel bones and the membrane that goes between the uh the prongs are um angel skin. Hmm. No, de- wow. demon mem- demon membrane, demon skin. Uh, it's nuts. It, the characters are so cool. The the medical doctor of the supernaturals, Dr. Vincent Morrow. You have his girl Penny, Penny Dreadful, who has auto She 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 can her skin kind of molts and she can change shape and it's nuts. And then there's the uh, you you always have the Marilyn in, in with the monsters and it's like uh Eric Gast is the sidekick, the male sidekick. It's a fantastic book. So deep, there's so many concepts flying around. It some people have compared it to uh, a, uh, a cult version of Doctor Who. That's, yeah, that's kind of fitting. It, it's in the ballpark. Uh, there's a killing jar that sucks demonic <laughs> entities into it. It's neat. You got to read it. And the art is just out of this world. Very Wrightson in spots. It, it's, 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 uh, the line work is just beautiful. So, uh, Witch Doctor, get it. I think that the trade comes out very soon and it collects the first miniseries and the one shot. Uh, yeah, you got it. You got to read If you love horror, this is a no brainer. Get it. That, that
3: is the uh, inaugural book in the Skybound imprint, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I think, yes, you're oh, right. Oh, is, is it? Okay. I thought that was uh, a Super Dinosaur, but you're right. I think it was Witch Doctor came first.
3: Yeah. yeah. I think what happened was Kirkman announced Skybound with uh, Witch Doctor because the idea was that he was going to help uh, you know, uh, get other indie creators that. Uh, wanted to do their own thing, sort of to follow his plan, and then I think after that, he, yeah, and then after he did the, then he announced Super Dinosaur, and I guess just, they figured they'd stick it under his own label, so, but, yeah. I think, I think the Super, Dinosaur, Super Dinosaur, Dinosaur, Dinosaur came out in print first, but I think that uh, Witch Doctor was the first thing announced, if that makes sense.
2: My favorite horror books. I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go mainstream. Uh even though uh I mean we've mentioned we've mentioned a lot of stuff. Uh you know, Walking Key and you know Witch Doctor, obviously. I think that uh uh Six Gun is a horror comic in a lot of ways. It's a Western um occult horror book and it's and it's awesome. Um but I love that that DC is taking some chances by putting out some books that are very horror themed and uh scott snyder and jeff lemire um i'm not even going to call this a tie because i think these books are going to be so connected that they're basically the same book but but coming from two different uh points of view and that is the uh, animal man and swamp thing i think that they are awesome and uh yeah Kudos to, to DC for uh putting some putting some weight behind some some horror titles. And that's uh and who would have thought I mean Animal Animal Man is a horror title, which is yeah. is cool. Uh, I, what what uh Scott and Jeff are doing uh together is is pretty cool. I can't wait for uh uh I, I can't wait to see what the crossover is like. Yeah, I
3: mean that's those two books are special books, for sure. They're really
2: good. So,
3: Well, uh, next up, and yes, folks, I know it's hard to believe, but we do still like our capes and cows. We do still read superhero books. I know it doesn't seem like it right now. But uh, so we have our favorite superhero category. And um, a lot of different votes in this, as you would expect, since, let's be honest, it's still the majority of the stuff that's on the shelves. Um, coming in uh, in fourth place, uh, the reincarnated... Uh, Fresh and clean and uh, bright and happy Daredevil with 5.7% of the vote. Uh, Following up that, uh, in third place, uh, another Marvel staple, The Amazing Spider-Man with 7.6% of the uh, listener vote. Uh, In second place, uh, with a uh, criminally underrated 9.5%, Uncanny X-Force. So interesting that Marvel took uh, two, three, and four. But the winner goes to uh, the other side of the big two, and that is Mr. Scott Snyder and Mr. Greg Capullo's Batman with 23.8% of the vote. Nice. Cool. Uh, and hard to argue that. Uh, we talked about Batman last week. Um, for me, uh, this was really easy. I mean, I read a lot of superhero books, but um, you know, shout-outs to Batman, shout-out to Thunderbolts, shout-out to Wolverine. But this was Uncanny X Force. I mean, this was yeah, yeah. like a comic book created for me. Uh it's like Remender dreamed up. He was like, I, I want to make a book that Woodrow's gonna like. And it was like he basically <laughs> created it. Uh it's it's you know, it's pretty much the perfect marriage of everything. I love it's got mutants, it's got Deadpool, Phantom X, Wolverine, written by Remender. It's got amazing artwork. Uh it, it's had a rotating team. But uh, as we talked about, Jerome Opeña has been pretty much the anchor. He started the year and he ended the year. Um, The other cool thing about the book is that um, while I think Marvel's overall idea of double shipping is is fondly stupid... I I have to say that in this case, uh, I'll I'll be a little have a double standard. That uh, Uncanny X Force double shipped for a good chunk of this year, and uh, I I don't think the book suffered at all. I think uh, so. Not only was it my favorite book, but we got, uh, I believe, eighteen issues, including the point one issue. So, um, yeah, it was no no question for me. Uncanny X Force was was easily my favorite superhero book this year.
0: Cool. I have to give props to. Greg Pack and Parker and Fred van Lenti and Mr. Hardman and everyone associated with The Incredible Hulk and the Red Hulk book because they were damn good last year. They did a lot of good things with them uh Eric Larson's Savage Dragon is always top of my stack, but uh my favorite superhero, and I have a tie for this one oh. uh Batman by Snyder and Papi Capulo and. Yes. Batman Odyssey Volume Two by oh uh, yeah, by oh
1: boy, by wow. the
0: awe-inspiring Neil Adams. Oh, and, it's existential.
1: And, it's, and and just let Scott and Greg oh. know that that's not an insult to them by having.
0: No, Odyssey. Hey, uh, no, that's not an insult. I'm just saying. I, 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 it's weird because I'm loving Batman. Oh, that's books. an understatement. I. I <laughs> I do love the Odyssey. I just think it's so whack that it just makes my my week whenever it comes out. I love it. And uh, Bat- both of them came out today: the fourth issue of Batman Odyssey and the fifth issue of Snyder and Papi Capullo's Batman came out today. I
3: love how you've embraced my Papi Capullo.
0: I do. I love it. Papi Capullo. <laughs> it's it's, got, it's it. got a it's got a ring to it. Papi <laughs> it Capullo. does, right? Do not sit near Papi Capullo unless he asks you to, bitch. Lord. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Where are we going Next. to party Papi
1: Capulo?
0: <laughs> I'll bring the zambuka. <laughs> uh,
2: go
1: ahead go ahead chris
2: um Daredevil was such a mess for a while, and uh I love the bandits run. I thought it was great it it definitely was uh was a big love letter to uh to the frank miller era um but I think we all agree that. It it got so mired in in how in how much they could grind down Matt Murdock into not, and how depressing that book uh, became that that was just what that book was. <laughs> um, it was depressing. It got to the point to say I'm not I'm not having fun reading this. No. It's yeah. uh, they uh, sharpened um, him I, I, down I, I to a nub. Huh?
0: They sharpened Matt Murdock down to a nub.
2: Um, ta- to time the to the get point, a different to, pencil. To you to the point that I didn't I didn't like him I didn't right. like the character and what uh, what Mark Wade and company have been able to do to bring that character back in a way that, that not only makes sense um, but doesn't disregard everything that that happened but do it in a way that he is the high flying daredevil again that he is a, a fun character that still has a weight to him is uh, I, I don't want to say it's overlooked because people have been raving about Daredevil but what they were able to do um, pulling him out of the mud and hosing that character off in a way that he's fun to read again it's, uh, it's something so it's got to be my, my favorite superhero book of the year
1: that's awesome. It they, they they could have named the old Daredevil volume like Ant-Man. Yeah, and and I mean because that's just the way I felt about the character, I did not enjoy reading it. So I just did I didn't. So I had to stop. But this is um Daredevil was definitely, yeah, I know it. Daredevil. Was so there, there. Oh, crazy. Crazy, fuck, fuck. Yeah, I'll next time. The uh the for me Daredevil's definitely on on the list in 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 the the seven six issues by the end of the year but um and this is another category where where butcher Baker gets thrown in because he was a runner up here as well uh as was Jason's pick on canny x Force but I think what helped me choosing amazing spider man as my favorite superhero book was um was letting them stack up and and getting through the end. Of Brand New Day and starting big time. And it just, it, it, they kind of hit the ground running with big time and, and, uh, and inserting Spire Island in, into it, uh, in the summer was, uh, was just, there was a lot going on. And, and whether you read the tie ins or not, it didn't take anything away from the main amazing story. I think maybe you, could probably have read Venom also with it to uh, to flesh out some of the bad guys, but um, it it's just Slot just did an amazing job. I felt with with the title, the singular voice, um, and and it, it just I mean Wacker's just doing some great stuff editing his corner with with because uh, you have the Daily Bugle recap page in the front mm. of Amazing Spider-Man, but the the um, the headlines for the the Daily Bugle on the recap page will tie into things that happen in Daredevil or Ruckus Punisher and and, and things like Venom, just like whatever pretty much Parker's working work. That's what's on. going on
2: in the Marvel U.
1: But only in that side. You're not gonna hear about the X Men or mm-hmm. the the Avengers on the Daily Bugle page, but you'll notice, you know, any other things that are going on in, in, in that little corner. But um no, it was just it was one of those things and again I Batman was a runner up and and, and like I was saying last week, had we gotten more than just a couple of issues and, and I you know, if, if the court of owls are had wrapped up or something, I I would have liked to have instead of just kind of falling on, on the default. But what helped is that Spidey really just was really entertaining for me this year. And um, that's that, that that's who I went with. We're well, was... we gonna say Vince?
0: Nah, it's done. It's over. The moment's passed.
1: You okay. sure? Because you're yeah. not I mean, bring it up again. No, better yeah. luck next time for but, me. But, but um, <laughs> what? But getting back to to Odyssey real quick. As as I was reading that first issue, Bruce Wayne came across to me as if he he was he was waking up in an insane asylum and frank miller's dark Knight was just like a fever dream to him well, it's see, just that's it's, the
0: thing about odyssey you don't know what the hell is going on
1: exactly we, we, i can we, picture we, him in a straight jacket just <laughs> mumbling all this stuff it, and, it,
0: that's what ba- that's what it is he's talking to someone he's a he has moments of of doucheness, many moments of doucheness, and in between he rides giant bats and fights dinosaurs. It, uh, dead man's, it's just fun. It's cool. There, I, I do not know even if there is a grand plan or what Neil Adams has in store for the, 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 the wrap up and why Bruce Wayne is like this. Why are these events are happening? Why they're in the center of the earth? Who knows? It doesn't really matter to me. It's just fun. It's fun. Love it. Yes. It's like, awesome. it's like Silver Age, um, uh, slap happery. That's not even a word, but I don't care. Next up, we have the favorite sci-fi fantasy book. This one was tough, yeah. I, I I must admit. Um, Runners-up for me were Elephant Men by Richard Starkings and Company from, from the good old House of Image. Uh, I, of course, ha- had to mix it up a little bit because the, the book that would capture the number one spot in this category for me, I voted for for something else. And, and that was... Uh, Daryl Gregory and Carlos Magno's Planet of the Apes from Boom. Um, but my number one choice, recently revived, soon to be demised. We will not be yelling Omactivate very much longer. It's Omac by Dan Dio and Keith Giffen. And what kind of weird parallel parallel universe have we entered where Dan Dio manages to kick out a fantastic book? Um
2: yeah, that gets canceled.
0: That's what I just said, soon to be demised. Well, that's... Yeah, it's not going to be around long, so read it. But uh, the Forum folks uh, also embraced a, good, a number of these titles because in third place, there was a tie. The Unwritten and Planet of the Apes, with 71% of the votes. In second place, there was also a tie. Frankenstein, Agent of Shade. Wow. And Demon Knights, which I didn't even consider, but I should have. Uh, both, yeah, both took nine point two percent of the votes. But, and we are in complete agreement on this. The number one book, according to the forum posters, is Omac with thirteen point three percent of the votes. That's sad. That's bittersweet. It's a bittersweet victory because this book is not going to be around much longer, and it's 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 really. It kills me that the the market did not embrace this title because uh, I think it's amazing no, it's a tough sell. Well, I had a talk with uh the local comic shop owner today, and he said kirby inspired books have not sold.'
2: Well, since, since about, since about like 1972, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said Jack. The original could, home act didn't sell well.
0: Jack right. could sell a book reasonably uh, towards the end, mm, reasonably well. But anytime someone does a, a Kirby homage, it doesn't go over well, and that's friggin' sad. But uh, he does have a point because if you look at the sales for Cable, which was one of Marvel's top-selling books for a while, when Ladron. Got on and did the, the the Kirby homage? He said sales went way down on that book mm-hmm. yeah. and, and and it's just it's it's uh problematic, but I don't know it 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 really bothers me that that the, the market will not uh, embrace a kirby themed inspired book. It's nuts. I mean, what does Godland sell? I would love to know yeah, you don't want to know yeah it's, it's pathetic, you people. <laughs> but anyway, Omac won. Next up is Mister Niezmen.
2: uh boy, what a tough category! Um, how can you not vote for for Omac? And you know, Frankenstein is a great, great pick. Um, the Apes stuff that's coming out is is really, really solid right now. It was a uh, uh, year that we saw Fear Agent come to an end, and that's been one of my favorite books forever. Uh so it's real hard for me to to not uh to not give it uh to uh to fear Agent. Uh, I'm going to have to change course though because Omac has just been one of the funnest books of the year. Uh it, it real it came really close to being my book of the year. So, yeah, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to side with uh um with the forum and with uh just a good taste and say Omac as well.
0: I think they pulled the plug too soon.
2: Uh you
1: know, they been-
2: yeah, you know,
1: they may have just wanted to. You never know. Well. No. Uh, <sighs> OMAC was uh was one of my runners up, as was uh Neiman Knights and Sixth Gun. But um thinking about the most fun I've had recently within the past couple of months, um, I'm going with uh, Star Trek and Legion of Superheroes mini series. Um right. hopefully, you know, I'll get to the last issue and, and not feel wanting or 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 something was missed but i you know two of my favorite properties or teams in in a uh in an interesting situation i'm uh i'm all for it
3: uh respect it respect it uh for me um although we said sci-fi fantasy i mean they're they're pretty divergent you know categories i mean i think it, it casts a There's a wide range of things that you could throw into this category. Um, So clearly my first runner-up, and it would normally be my winner, was Fables, uh, which is certainly a fantasy book. Um, It's it's usually, with Vince as well, one of our top books each year. Um, I thought there was a little bit of a fit and start uh, at a point, but I think they're back strong. Uh, I think they exited this year telling amazing stories again. Um, along those lines, I thought the Cinderella miniseries, uh, which was tied into fables and was written by Chris Roberson, uh, with Sean McManus' art was oh, so also good. terrific. Yeah, so um, oh,
2: can't forget the Chrissy Zulo covers on those. Oh, things. yeah, good point. That's true. Oh, so good. Um,
3: on Marvel, I have to give props to Shield, John Hickman's Shield, um, which is certainly nice. you know, a, a sci-fi tinged book. I thought that was really well done. Um, Absolutely, Fear Agent, uh, which uh, you know, strong category. Is, yeah, definitely. Um, for me, though, I had to uh, give it to Sweet Tooth, uh, by Mister Jeff Lemire, uh-huh. uh, written and drawn. Except for uh, the issues this year that were drawn by Mister Matt Kent, which were equally awesome. Um, you know, Sweet Tooth is uh, Jeff's uh, creator-owned Vertigo book. It's uh, it's about a post-apocalyptic dystopian world where uh, the the uh, titular character is uh, uh, a, a boy with antlers. Uh, he's a hybrid, and there's other animal hybrids that have been. Hunted and killed off, and uh, you're drawn into this world where he quickly loses innocence and uh is surrounded by uh i guess uh, reluctant allies uh, and the story just keeps getting you know more and more uh involved and complex and um, uh it's 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 just an awesome yarn i mean I love dystopian stories, so uh this you know jeff is is hitting my funny bone there and and obviously i'm a huge fan of of jeff's work uh in general so so yeah, I got I got to tip my cap to to the old sweet tooth this year.
1: That's awesome. Whose turn is it? <laughs> uh, it's Chris' favorite adventure for Chris.
2: Oh oh, I'm sorry, I'm up. Sorry. Um, favorite favorite adventure comic. So um, that can be a lot of things, just like the uh, the sci-fi <laughs> Fantasy. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have from uh from the votes coming in uh uh in third place to kinda uh bring up that point is Sweet Tooth by Jeff Lemira uh mm-hmm. and company. Uh coming in uh, second place is one that really seemed to uh uh strike a chord with our forum community and uh and every other comic book fan that I've talked to, and that is All Star Western. That is uh the the more attached uh drawn uh on jonah X book. Uh and uh, uh, Greg Palmiotti still writing on that, right? Yep, yep. And which is, it's so good. And um, the uh, uh, the runaway winner on the forum, and one that I said could have been a horror book. Uh, you could say it could be yeah. a sci-fi fantasy book, and that is uh, one of the best books on the shelves, and that is Cullen Bunn and Brian Hertz, The Sixth Gun, nice. with seventeen point two percent of the vote. And, uh, I think, uh, what did I vote for here? Uh, uh, well, look at that. This has just been a year of me agreeing with the forum because, uh, yeah, Six Gun was my favorite adventure book this year. Well, let's nice. be honest.
3: You, you, of the four of us, you love the forums more than the rest of
2: I love games. the forum Absolutely. more yeah, than all of you combined yeah. and never argue with any of them except for so. Julian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. My, um, my runners up did, um, Did include uh, Sixth Gun, but I also had All-Star Western, Um, Amazing Spider-Man fell into this category, as did uh, Black Panther, Man Without Fear, or Most Dangerous Man Alive. Uh, But I went with one of my favorite New 52 books, and while it's not ending, things are changing, and my pick this year was uh, Deathstroke. All right.
3: Good choice. Yep. I thought It's, it's going to so be amazing. even better this year.
2: <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, oh, what? 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 What?
0: I don't want to see that book change. I think it's yeah. perfect It's perfect the way it is.
3: Yeah, I really like it. Well, I'm looking forward to it being done by my man, so.
0: That's cool. I give him the benefit of the doubt, but.
3: But anyway, let's not steal David Sutter. That's true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, what about you, Jason? Oh, you're good? You didn't want to expel anymore, you're good? No, I mean it was I mean we Vince and I and now that we hooked you on it. I mean we we we've gushed about it before. I love you know, Higgins is is doing something where you think there's somebody who might just be a throwaway character or three in the first issue, only to have things kinda come back and, and bite Slade in the butt a couple months later. Um I, I think they're introducing some pretty funky characters, and the way they've tweaked Slade's—maybe um, not his origins, but his um, progeny, his his, or, or his station in the DC universe these days. Um, it's uh, and and the art. I mean, we we've we've talked about Bennett and 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 T bears. Worked together on, on this title since day one and, and have just been in love with it. So, they're really, if you want to know how I feel about Deathstroke, there are a couple of episodes from the past couple of months where, where we've gone on about it. So, I don't want to spend too much time on it here, but it is it is my pick this year and, and, and with a damn good reason.
3: See, I knew you wanted to expound a little bit. Okay, so favorite adventure book, also a broad category. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say my top two runners-up were my choice for the last category, Sweet Tooth, and uh, the voter's choice and Chris's choice, The Six-Gun. Uh, but my uh, selection uh, for favorite adventure book is uh, Infinite Kung Fu by Mr. Kagan McLeod. Nice. Uh, yeah. wow. Perfect. I Perfect. Uh, look, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's Kagan's love letter to 70s-era <laughs> kung fu movies with... Uh, with some horror elements and some some uh, su- some some mystic elements and some uh, supernatural elements, a little bit of superpowers mixed in, uh, uh, a little black exploitation mixed in, all rolled up into a little perfect. Uh... It's like he wrote it for you. He and, really did, you know, pretty you, much. You, yeah, it's like, know, like it's like Jim Rugg was busy doing something else this year. He didn't have time to do a sequel to Aphrodisiac. Dude, so. that's,
1: that's exactly what I was gonna say. That Infinite Kung Fu is your aphrodisiac for 2011
3: absolutely absolutely so yeah it definitely gets my and i will say what's interesting is that um uh you know we met Kagan in new york uh cool dude big hip-hop fan too as well um i was happy enough to uh, actually get a chance to buy a piece of artwork from the book um i didn't realize at the time until i saw his original artwork because and you guys were there with me when he pulled out his original artwork it uh it's it's not like it's it's done in all sorts of different Oh or yeah. Whatever there's there's like there's, there's there's printer paper. There's traditional blue line boards. There's uh like just art paper. Like I mean, there's just all different kinds. It's kind of it's whatever's kind of, laying around. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. He's basically and and the reason for that is that he's actually been working on Infinite Kung Fu since since 2000. It's been a wow. decade long project that uh, he, and he's actually, as it turns out, self published uh, chunks of the content uh, in in comics, in mini comics over the years that he's that he's just you know printed for himself to have at cons. Um. So this is kind of like the culmination of a good decade of this guy's, uh, passion. So, uh, so yeah, it was just it's awesome. Uh, it's a book I can see rereading for you know many many times over. So, uh,
2: so you, did you see his tweet today, by the way. I was not on Twitter much today, so no. Um, you know how you know how Amazon will um send you. You know, emails or or suggestions of if you if you like this, you should try this. And uh, and they sent him one of those emails, and it was basically uh, the the email read as Kagan McLeod If you like this, you should check out Infinite Kung Fu. By That's Kagan awesome! <laughs> that is so funny. It was it was very very funny. Nice, uh, but uh, uh, anyway, uh, who's next? Me. D-A-P.
1: Oh, here no, he David
0: already went. That's okay. Uh, no, that's... my favorite adventure. Wow, um,
1: that wasn't nominated.
0: Trailing my winner, I had uh, Skull Kickers from Image oh. by uh, Jim Zubkovich. Thought about that book. Edwin Huang, Misty Coates, Chris Stevens, and company. Uh, it's, it's a really good book. I like it a lot. I, I wanted to stick it in the fantasy category, but I think it fits better in the adventure. Um and, and I have to say, Julian, if you're sitting down, get up and get ready to dance because my top pick is the sprawling monster of a story by Ichiro Oda we call One Piece. Oda-san. By far, I would say the best adventure comic I have ever read ever wow ever ever no it's it is it's, it's it's a it's a it's a no it's not it's a singular work it is astounding the action sequences are unbelievable battles will go on for reams of paper and they never get boring it's it's just it's a, the the cast is diverse and exciting and visually stunning and you know the gum gum fruit rules and it's one piece. It's just amazing. If you're not reading it, it may be too late for you, but I would uh, implore you to just give it a shot because it's fantastic. It's really long, though. Really long.
3: Really long. For reals long.
0: Yeah. 63 nice. volumes, I think, to date.
3: We are on the home stretch. Last couple, genre category coming up.
1: And, and a couple hundred pages and each volume, Chris? Uh, Vince?
0: Yeah, about two, 225, around there, around there. Yeah, it's it's a big book. It's a long, long story. Well worth the effort, though. It's amazing.
1: Uh, We are at your favorite crime slash mystery category, and uh, we have in third place with our runners-up, Batman with 6.2%. I do wonder if that's pre or post New 52. I'm guessing... New 52. But uh, following that, we have Scout at 15%, which makes sense. The number one picked by the forum, the winner is Criminal, Last of the Innocent, with 35.5% out of 27 nominations. Strong
0: nominees. showing. Solid. Yeah, strong. It is. Yeah.
1: And I uh, think worthy. Um, mine were uh, Who is Jake Ellis? At least before sure, I finished. Uh, Blue State. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh Blue Estate again because that I, I like oh, yeah. the way that started off. I like the way it started off. Yeah. And uh and The Rinse, which finishes and uh I'm looking forward to uh to reading that fourth issue. But um what was a runner up for me in the horror category, my pick is uh is Echoes. And uh I mean it 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 hooked me pretty much right from the beginning. I mean the the art was fantastic, but I didn't know, you know, which way the story was going where the characters were were heading and uh and it it was um it was it was close for a little bit it was all, i was thinking of the rinse, but the rinse hasn't finished yet if i want to go out on the technicality but um echoes because I was thinking about severed and 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 how real i guess severed felt but when um when i think about when i when i when i read echoes, I think about the shows on um on investigation, this discovery, and those type of of, of programs where you kind of get behind the scenes and and see how the the crimes were committed and 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 what the thoughts behind it were by the perpetrators, and and I get that kind of feeling when I read Echoes, and uh, and it, I, even after it was finished, I I just I couldn't shake it. I, I got to the last page of the last issue, and and it um it was it went where I guess you could expect it to go, but I kind of didn't want it to go there. But um, it wasn't, it's not a feel-good book, but it's its definitely, uh, I think, worthy of, of being picked as uh, my favorite crime book. I, and, and and I guess it kind of fits in, into the mystery section, too, because I didn't know where, where we were, uh, what direction we were going in with it.
3: That's a strong choice, and I have to admit, I didn't think of it. That way, because I was thinking it more as a horror book, but that's a really strong choice. And I will say that, uh, Rasan Ekadal, I'm not sure what's stronger his, uh, his ability as a cartoonist or his taste in women. Uh, <laughs> both highly effective. He's a yes. highly effective mate chooser and drawer, drawer, but, uh, but, uh, that wasn't my choice. Um, runners up for me also were, uh, Shield uh, again, uh, Moriarty, which is a, a really fun series. Um, uh, about uh, Sherlock's former arch-enemy and, and what happens to him after uh, Sherlock uh, dies and uh, Moriarty has to take up the mantle of uh, actually being a hero. Um, uh, I, I, It felt wrong to not vote for Criminal because I hadn't read Criminal until the very <laughs> last days of the year, uh, and then I read it, and I will say that um, the fifth volume of Criminal, I thought, was not as... Uh, impactful to me as the prior volumes had been so i was a little bit down on it 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 was no longer something i felt like i had to race out and grab yeah um and that's a shame because this sixth volume i think is probably the strongest since the first volume um it, it it has a twist to it in that it's basically uh archie and riverdale if they were characters in in uh, in the in the Brubaker's the, world. The, yeah, Brew Baker yeah. and Sean Phillips world. Um so it's like a murder mystery uh involving uh very obvious uh analogues of uh of Archie and Betty and Veronica and uh, Jughead and in this world, <laughs> Jughead is a uh a meth head and a, a pothead and uh, uh, uh and, and and Archie gets him that. Yeah, Archie gets him high to help cover up his crime. Uh, it's just amazing. It was really really well done. Uh and That's funny. and and I mentioned last last week I think that uh that Sean Phillips kills it because not only do, do we get his normal work which is terrific, but we get uh pages that are drawn in the classic like Dan Parent type of 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 Archie style um uh as well when they do flashbacks uh and Val Staples crushes it on the coloring. So I really thought that was an awesome book.
2: Uh, you know they is- they messed me up on that book whenever, you know, I had bought it in singles mm-hmm. and then I bought a trade or two and then um uh, um and then they came out with that beautiful deluxe hardcover. Yeah,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And I was like, "You know what? Um why am I triple dipping on this? Sure. Whenever I really just want the big deluxe hardcover." Yeah. yeah. And uh and so I'm going to wait for the second volume of that thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, but that wasn't my winner. I feel like Vince and I rambled for a long time about something that wasn't my winner. Uh, my winner, and I'll keep it short, because it's the book I've talked about many, many times, is uh, Scalped. Jason Aaron's book, uh, primarily drawn by R.M. Guerra, with uh, colors by Julia Brusco. Uh, in, in my opinion, one of the two or three best books on the shelves every month. Uh, it, probably the best written book in terms of dialogue and script. Aaron is this is Aaron's baby. You know, I think Aaron again is is, is one of the best writers in, in comics and this is his passion. This is his baby. Uh we're, we're making the end run here. Um I don't know if he's officially announced when it ends, but I get a sense we're close. Uh and it's just an astounding book. It's real. Uh it's about really flawed human beings and their interactions with one another. Um you know, Aaron will take strings, char- little minor characters and then bring them back, you know, years later and they'll have a huge part to play. Uh uh, the universe feels so real and so full as a result. So, uh, it, yeah, scal- Scalps is going to be somewhere on my 11 o'clockers uh, every year until it doesn't exist. So,
0: hmm. I like it. This was an arduous category for me. I, I freaking struggled uh, to find something to fit here. Uh, ultimately, I have no runners-up, and my number one <laughs> choice was picked... Only to give thanks to the creative team who have done fantastic work for a lot of years on the title that preceded this and are continuing that, that great streak. Um, Jimmy Palmiotti, Justin Gray, Moritat, and Jordi Bernay. Uh, I voted for All Star Western for this category. I love the book, couldn't fit it in, um, I wanted it to win because I wanted it, to, like I said, I want to make sure that everybody knows this is a fantastic book and it didn't really eclipse others that won categories that it, where it would have fit. So I stuck it in here. It is a mystery. The first arc is a mystery, right? So there you go. All-Star well, it's, Western.
1: It's like Jason's uh, Butcher Baker pick. You exactly. Know? I mean, we, we all have something. I think the four of us all had a book. That or creator that we wanted to win that that we wanted to acknowledge somewhere on this yeah. list and yeah. we 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 hit. and I mean and and so far everybody's is 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 lined up with a particular category so you know it's it, it works
2: yeah um my, mine I'm I'm ch- I'm up next right yep you bet uh mine is a late entry and I'm cheating um because it's not new but it is new it's new to you. Uh, it is uh, uh, it's a reprinting of a French work, and it is, uh, from fanographics, it is uh, the Jacques Tardy and Jean-Patrick manchettes, uh, like a sniper lining up his shot.
0: Who could possibly argue with that choice?
2: It is. It's really good. Um, I almost want to say I I actually do want to save my extended talk about it um, for next week because it's it's what I've been reading and I've just uh, absolutely fallen in love with it. It's um, uh, I mean it's just it's just really good French noir crime. And uh, uh, it's an adaptation from from uh, a novel, a short novel. Um, but you throw the Jacques Tardy in there. It's the same theme from uh, uh, West Coast Blues, which we've talked about a lot. and Stratosphere, uh,
0: that's where it goes. Right into the oh, stratosphere. Man,
2: it is... It is uh, Tardy is... Just so damn good from everything that, that we've seen from him and um, kind of going back to last week, you know, God was Santa Graphics for, for being a big part of introducing him to, to the American um, uh, consumers because he's he's badass. So that's my favorite uh, crime uh, comic of the year.
0: Yep. This decades, American consumers, because uh, back sure, in the sure. day, in the 70s, heavy metal pushed Tardy really strong. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah.
2: All right, Chris, you're up. Um, so, okay.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. No. I screwed no. up. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, How could I possibly
2: screw up? Yeah, it's, seriously, Vince.
3: Uh, <laughs> 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 God, I was messing with you. Okay, so uh, we're done with the genre categories, so we're, uh, we're on the end run here to uh, our comic, of the Year. And uh, first up in the, uh, I guess, the subsets of that will be our uh, choices for favorite limited series. Uh, there was a a, a three way tie for third place. Uh, there was a Taskmaster by uh, Mister Fred Van Lente, uh, which I loved, and I. It's funny. I I feel like the most most of that series came out last year, right. but I I it got enough votes that maybe I'm wrong about that. I, I definitely felt like this is something that I read last year, but uh, certainly was awesome. Uh, I thought it was terrific. Uh, uh, tied with that was Severed, um, which we've mentioned a few times. Uh, the uh, The crazy, crazy, uh, vile horror comic by Mr. Scott Snyder and his buddy, uh, whose name is Casey right now. Do you guys remember? Uh, His friend Scott. It's Scott and Scott, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll get it for you.
3: Okay. And, uh, I think they, we have gotten six of the seven issues so far on that. It's not quite complete. And then, uh, and then the last one tied for third is, uh, Avengers Children's Crusade, um, by, uh, by the uh, young Avengers team reunited of Allen Heinberg and Jim Chung. Uh in second place, all by its lonesome, the uh the with us for far too short a time, uh the the uh, Mr. John Rosum and uh uh, uh, his, uh
0: Fraser Irving.
3: Fraser thank you, Fraser Irving uh illustrated zombie uh with an X at percent.
0: It's, it's a bit of a
2: cheat, don't you think?
1: Well, it wasn't it wasn't announced as a limited series, but I mean, basically, it became one. 50, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, well, look, I mean, and, again, um, the, um,
2: limited. Whenever we
3: cut the know, votes get, are the votes, right? I mean, you know, I six know. and a half percent of people voted for it. So, uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, this is a very dispersive category. Fifty-two different books were nominated, um, and then uh, I guess the the winner with. Uh, Certainly, uh, a small, a small, probably one of the lowest winners because there was such a diverse set of votes. Uh, coming in at just shy of ten percent of the listener votes was *Criminal*, *Last of the Innocent*. Um, so my choice. Uh, th- this was, uh, you know, there. It's one of those ones where you, you sit there and think about it. And uh, when I first see the category each year, I'm like, ah, oh, I, I didn't read too many limited series. But then you start thinking about it, like actually I read quite a oh, few. It's it? just that uh, uh, you forget about a lot of them. So for me. Severed was certainly on the short list. Uh, American Vampire Survival of the Fittest, definitely uh, up there. And Astonishing Spider-Man and Wolverine uh, were all my runners-up. But my choice uh, was uh, the aforementioned Avengers Children's Crusade. Um, Nice. Now, look, uh, this book was supposed to come out every two months. Uh, It's come out roughly every three months. But uh, we did get four issues in 2011, so the bulk of (laughs) of the series did come out this year. Uh, Although it did start in 2010 and it will finish this year. Um, But look, you guys know Jim Chung is my, it's my guy. Uh, He is the, uh, certainly of his generation. He's, he's, he's among my favorite, if not my favorite pencilers. Uh, He's one of those guys that when I see a page of his, it mesmerizes me. I I, I will, I will stare at the pages of a book that Jimmy Chung draws uh, far longer than is typical. Um, So, the art alone would have me gushing, but um, this book is like the quiet killer of Marvel. Um, because it's a slow burn, uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are, you know, quote-unquote, waiting for the trade or skipping it over. But, you know, I expected that this would just be another fun young Avengers story yep. because I did think that Alan Heiberg yeah. Yeah, did, did a great job with the characters in the first time around. But, yeah, it's a super important book. Um, there's stuff that's happened in the book that we've alluded to in prior episodes. That's humongous. Uh, and, and I'm not, it's not hyperbole to say that this book, no matter how it finishes up, will have a broader impact on the Marvel universe. than fear itself did or siege, you know, it'll certainly have a more lasting impact. So, um, it's just terrific. I can't wait for it to wrap up. I can't wait for the oversized hardcover to come out this year. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would. It's just amazing. I can't wait. Can't wait to get the whole thing in one one volume. So, mm-hmm.
1: you love uh, that book? Oh, it, I love well, that book. I I read and, the uh, eighth issue. Was, yeah, the was it the eighth or the seventh? The most recent uh, issue I read. Uh,
3: I've only read up to the the seventh, but I, I I can't say that it's there's not the eighth already out. I have to look in my Regina pile.
2: When it, when it, Young Avengers and Runaways were were coming out and you know kind of kind of early and all that i felt like oh man marvel they they really get it right now and you know whether it's you know i'm not gonna, i'm not talking about the business side of it i'm talking about creatively it's like wow new characters that we can get to know and sink our teeth into and young Avengers, it's, i mean over what 6 years now we've got about 15 issues or so so i want to see more of that and i i wish that that Heinberg was able to to spend more time writing them because i really like it when he does
0: you pushing the marvel (laughs) that's good (laughs) that's 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 nice that's nice i thought it was a really strong gear for a limited series Uh, my favorites were american vampire survival of the fittest Yes, the sir. Mr. Scott Snyder and Sean Murphy. What a pretty what, what? book that is! Oh boy. Uh, in second place, I have crossed Psychopath by mm. David Lapham. Love and that r- book. I do. I eat it up, he, so to speak. Yeah. No hey. pun intended. And uh, Rallo Caceres from Avatar. And my winner, another Avatar book, a book which would have, garn- uh, would have gotten my Comic of the Year award had the one I voted for and not been published. Uh, It is the story of the Madonna. The Madonna. The Madonna of Raleigh, the poor, nymphomaniac, blessed and cursed Agent Breers. It was written by Alan Moore, and it's drawn by Jason Burroughs. Neonomicon. Wow, that's a series. Shocked the piss out of me. And contrary to Jason, I thought the last issue was friggin' terrifying. Just a, a great, creepy tip of the hat to lovecraft and uh, as is with alan moore it not only works as fiction but it's part documentary too there are a lot of events and uh character viewpoints that were shared by mr lovecraft so uh it straddles a couple of worlds which is very fitting right because that's part of the story there you go leave it to alan moore how you couldn't vote Good for him for as best writer is like, whew, what's, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> uh,
2: okay, so uh, so <laughs> I
0: guess Chris wants to get going. No, no, it's,
2: I mean we've we've talked about it. It's it's creepy. It's 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 a really pretty book. It uh, uh, it plays on some. Uh, you know it 's a period piece, so you know obviously Snyder has got you know an affinity for uh you know d- uh, the depression era America because he 's done it in american vampire he 's doing it in in severed it's it 's obviously a a period of time that he 's interested in he hits the notes really well in it not that i was alive during the depression but it feels authentic and uh and this is just a uh and it takes uh, place
1: in chicago know? and it definitely feels that way when we're there
2: uh yeah it it feels it feels okay, like no. like that part of chicago uh or that era mm-hmm. you know uh, what it reminds me of is uh did you guys um uh, watch uh something wicked this way comes. Yes, uh,
1: years ago, but not recently Yeah, it, that's uh,
2: J- the Jason Robards one
1: oh uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I saw. That's what
2: severed feel. It has that atmosphere. Oh, that's uh, a good point.
1: So get that. Yeah, that's
2: yeah.
0: It. Well done, friggin' merry go round.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh. Oh my God, it's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah.
3: Now, do you guys uh, think? Uh, do you guys think that uh those teeth are like? round that way or do you think he's some kind of like mutate that's got those teeth no i think, I, he, I think, filed, I think he filed him yeah, them. yeah i i thought the other way in the beginning of the series but then the last issue i felt like the the close-ups of him made it look right like he grinds him down but yeah, either man. way it's freaking yeah. crazy De- he's greater
0: De- there you go all right i'm up look at this oh you're not dude oh you Oh, jeez david didn't oh, oh, go ahead god Come man on now what son? The hell? i'm too the eager
1: i Especially
3: I got Winner is, and I want him to talk about it. The uh,
1: the 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 answer you're looking for, Jason, is Tuft Scott Tuft. Thank okay. you, sir. You're welcome, Scott Sedaris. And, and yes, and and as we've talked about the the uh, the writing on Severed, it it definitely the art has to also be acknowledged because I mean, sure. whether whether it's the cars or or his his violin or it's just the clothing. Everything just looks feels real good. It feel
2: display. it feels of that era. Yes,
1: exactly. Um my uh, my favorite limited series as, you know, to to make Vince laugh and say I knew it. Uh my runner up really, the only one I kind of had for limited series for this year was uh Who's Jake Ellis, but, <laughs> but but then it finished. So I couldn't I, you know we're I'm not, with you, buddy. Uh, what, what's what's debate that
2: next week? Wait, 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 wait what would have, have a problem with the ending.
1: What did you say, Jason?
2: I said I'm with you, buddy.
1: <laughs> we, were, we were. You we notice hasn't been making up.
2: my runners up either.
1: Yeah, no, dude. We we were simpatico throughout the entire. Yeah, season. what?
2: Let's okay. talk about that next week. So I was okay with it.
1: Can we I, do, I, do the, it,
2: the
0: eleven of clunkers next week?
2: <laughs> I, I read it in <laughs> 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 all.
3: one sitting That's though. just take a drink though. You may be so I'm
0: sorry.
1: Because I love it. Uh my my winner this year is something I talked about very, very recently in our uh, in your travels. My my winner is uh Legion of Monsters. Yes. Wow, that's <laughs> a yeah, good choice. Completely blows. I mean, we've had we we we've had a Michael Morbius miniseries basically and, and I've and then yes, Elsa Bloodstone and, and Werewolf by Night and, and I mean and, and you know, Hopeless has been he's got I mean for a character who's been around since the seventies, I mean, Morbius isn't exactly a, a, a real hep cat. And, and he's not somebody <laughs> who I guess too many writers would really, Oh, I can't, I got that Morbius story inside of me. It's just begging to come out. And I think no matter the character and in, in this book, even the dude who's stuck in the ductwork, it, it's just everybody has, <laughs> uh, has a, uh, that kills me a, a distinct voice. And, and, you know, I, it's, it's not like, you know, an older book where you could you could have the word balloons and the tails could go to whoever and everybody sounds the same. I know when else is speaking. I know when amphibians speaking. I, amphibian. I just every, everybody just works. The, the Wando's art is is just gorgeous. Ah, I think yeah. he nailed every character, and um, it's just it's it's one of those things where I knew I was going to read it based on the creative team. So it was one of those things that didn't matter what the characters were, what the setting was. I didn't care what this. It could have been trouble the sequel and and i probably still would have read it based on the creators and it it just i'm really enjoying it and then like i said the fourth issue could completely blow and and the game every three issues did which i haven't read yet but it's uh it it is definitely my pick and and i just i i want to see more by whether it's with these characters or not i want to see more by these creators
0: i agree strong choice david very good all right, now it's my turn. go. And Jason has dropped a favorite new comic right in my lap. You know what the forum people said? Wow. Well, in third place, there is a tie between Butcher Baker, The Righteous Maker, and, and OMAC. And, mm-hmm. and those two titles pulled in 6% of the vote. In second place, oh, jeez, Batman got 8%. Love that new character. And you know what got the first? Between uh, the Forumites, It was a tie between Daredevil and Animal Man with 12% of the votes. Now, i got to ask. I know you've been harping on it, and, and I've heard your commentary, but be honest with me. Is Daredevil that good?
1: Yes. It's really
0: good. Re- really? Yeah, as I good mean, as I, Animal I, I Man? Think
1: Jason's on mute right now, but no. I mean, And, since, and, and for once, that, that's cool um because chris and i will definitely tell you it is i know i know it's not floating jason's boat yeah it's and, not. and um and i mean i i'm not i'm not you know all but it's over it's
2: it. silver age daredevil <laughs> it's, done it's, really, yeah, really really it's well
1: exhausted. now I, i'm
0: i'm i know it's pretty it, it is.
1: is pretty it's very it's pretty wade, he's not you know wade is wade's doing his thing i think it it's not he's he's not Talking down to you, there aren't too many real inside jokes that you know only he's going to get because he read this one issue back in nineteen seventy two. Oh damn! Why get bust on Morrison? Oh damn! Anyway, well, yeah. it either, but um, no, it's it's just it really is. It's it. Uh, I'll say like Chris, it's fresh. It's just because you know he's got that hip new slang going down. But it's it's just it's one of those things where I I really look forward to it, and I think. I don't know about Chris, but with me, it's it's nice to feel like I want to read a Daredevil comic book again.
0: Yeah, yeah, I haven't I've, felt that way in a long time. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I'm going to check out that uh, trade when, when it's should. finally published. I will. Okay. Sure. I have a number of runners-up. I'll be brief. Uh, Omec by DiDio and Giffen. Animal Man by Lemire and Mr. Foreman, Travel Foreman. Swamp Thing by Scott Snyder and Yannick Paquette. Frankenstein, Agent of Shade by Jeff Lemire and Alberto Ponticelli, but my winner, and it's it's by a wide margin. We're talking multiple football fields here. The best, well, no, I'm sorry, The my favorite new uh-huh. comic of 2011, <laughs> I believe that this is a modern-day classic in the making. It's written by Daryl Gregory, drawn in exquisite detail by Carlos Magno. It's Planet of the Apes from Boom. It is a fantastic series. Uh, I was talking to a bunch of folks on Twitter and someone mentioned the fact that it's a really good time to be a Planet of the Apes fan, and that is no lie. Uh because you have the you have a, a triple assault. The main title by um gregory and Mag- magno you have betrayal of the planet of the apes by the uh disgustingly talented gabriel hardman and karina bechko and you're going to have the munch and pluge terror on the planet of the apes so it is a superb time to be a planet of the apes fan and the last movie didn't suck <laughs> Rise of the Planet of the Apes was awesome so if you like Pierre Boulle's vision uh, transferred to film and comics it is a really really sweet spot for Planet of the Apes fans and um, please I implore you try this comic book uh, this was my pitch on Twitter if you are reading a mediocre book ditch it and try Planet of the Apes the trade uh, collecting the first four issues is only nine ninety nine. the fifth issue is only a buck they want you to read this title, and rightly so. It is phenomenal. Oh, I, I won't go into it because I will save the revelation for the pages of the comic, but read Planet of the Apes from Boom. Yeah, great. and, and God, please read uh,
2: Betrayal of the Planet of the Apes. Well, yeah, I don't have to sell that
0: because everybody yeah. knows Gabriel oh, and sincere. Karina are great. Yeah.
2: Um, boy, and uh, this is also a really hard category this year because I, I think – it's been a year that's been defined by new titles. Obviously, the fifty-two of them, at least, and mm-hmm. uh, and a lot more. Um, you know, I think Image gets overlooked because they're always putting out new stuff. Um, yep. Green what Green White came out this year. Sure I did. I think that's a really so- a really strong title. Um, so much. I mean, there's always so much good stuff that comes out uh, that. Uh, just because the volume of it gets uh, passed over, uh, you know, OMAC I probably have had the most fun with, and it's been my favorite new title. It mostly because it was the it was the surprise out of, <laughs> the, shock. Uh, out of the new. Yeah, it was the <laughs> shock. It's, you know, whenever they first even um, without even saying who the creative team was that they're going to come out with a, an OMAC comic, I was like, oh boy, here we go. And then then you know, Dedia who I think did a pretty good job. As you know, an executive editor or whatever his title was, uh, I was always kind of un- underwhelmed by his writing. Um, man, it was so good. So yeah, o- OMAC was my favorite new title this year, just from a just from a fun comic standpoint. So,
0: I heard he's joining the Justice League International.
2: that be good. Thing I good heard match. Also.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, okay my favorite new comic of course and we had a bunch that we enjoyed and gushed about over a month with the new 52 um my short runner-up list included daredevil venom batman deathstroke and, uh, and again because of how it started blue estate but uh we've all talked about it i think at one point well no Vince hasn't this episode yet but my favorite new comic was Butcher Baker is Butcher Baker the righteous maker? Yep. yep. And everybody's already said everything about it as it is. I can't really talk too much more about Huddleston's art, about Casey's writing, especially the characters and 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 the Buford T. Justice parody. And it's just this. It, it's just it's fun stuff. I don't. Really? I don't even read it really for Butcher Baker so much, just for everything else that goes on around him. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a special, special book.
0: Yeah. Well, So many good okay. comics this year. When Butcher yeah, Baker doesn't exactly. make my cut, con- it's like, what's going on?
3: Well, that's the thing. I mean, I think that uh, this may be one of the most difficult categories because um, the nature of the business these days is to uh, do either, uh, you know, like the Hellboy model where they put out, or you know, lock and key where they just put out limited series each year or two. So then that, they would, ca- that, you know, something like that would always be eligible and then you have... The DC new 52 this year, so you you technically have 52 new series that you could opt for. And then, uh, obviously, Marvel's always putting out tons of new series. I mean, Image puts out tons of uh, number ones each month. So it, it, this is a really hard category, because like more than half the stuff we read probably qualifies in any given year. Yeah. Um, uh, but I would say, similar to you guys, Animal uh, Man, Batman, Butcher Baker, Omak, uh would all be on my short list of... Uh, very deserving uh, runners-up, uh, but for me, I um, I went with another uh, canceled before its time series, uh, Alpha Flight, by oh, Greg yeah, and Fred yeah. Van Lente, with uh, yeah. with art by Dale Eaglesham. Um, this was a, a a mini turned into an ongoing, uh, and then canceled and stealthily turned back into a mini, um, but. You know, look, I am a huge Alpha Flight fan. In as much as I went around and got an Alpha Flight jam piece made at New York Comic Con, um, it's been a long while though since I think uh, the the characters have, in their own book at least, have have really been done justice. Um, and I, we finally got back to a point where the the core original team that that those of us that read the original John Byrne stuff came to love were all back. Uh, and, uh, you know, Pac and, and Van Lint here are an awesome writing tandem. They work really well together. Um, I'd love to actually talk to them about their process at some point, um, now that I think about it, just, just how they handle that, right, co-writing duties, because they do that a lot. But um, but it just I just thought it was terrific. I thought Eosham's you know, classic style works great on a team book. Um, and, uh, you know, outside of maybe a few issues that were f- pulled forcibly into the fear itself, Little world. I thought the, the the thing was rich. I mean, the the villains were classic villains, you know, master of the world, all that sort of stuff. So uh, I just thought it was terrific, and uh, I'm gonna miss it. You know, it was another book that I guess sales would dictate it deserved to be canceled. Um, you know, there weren't enough people out there buying it, but uh, but I certainly think it wasn't canceled for any lack of
2: quality. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah.
0: All right, Christopher, you are up.
2: Oh, I am. Um. So this is a big one. Uh, this is our favorite ongoing, so uh, which as yes, we talked about with like Alpha Flight and and uh, uh, Omac and you know what is an ongoing because they can all become miniseries pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, third place, and as you can imagine, the the percentages are going to be pretty low on this because um, the stuff we read are ongoings. Uh, it was a tie. With 5.9%, and uh, that was between Scalped and Walking Dead. So two pretty pretty sweet titles there. Uh, coming in second um, was also a tie at 6.9%. Was Amazing Spider-Man and Uncanny X-Force, uh, and the uh, I guess you can call it Runaway with uh, 11.8% of the forum vote was uh, was Batman, the uh, the Scott Snyder, Greg uh, Capullo. Batman, so... Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, what did I pick as my favorite ongoing? Uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of a boring pick for me, because um, uh, I still look forward to it so darn much. Walking uh, a Key just continues to be um, every... I don't know if there's been a bad issue of it, um it's hard to call it an ongoing because you know it is a finite series and uh and their publishing schedule hasn't been um too brisk this year but uh it was about the only place that i could squeeze it in to to talk about it a little bit um really looking forward to uh the end game here i i think they've got about t- maybe 10 issues left sounds about right so um, we'll get in and wrap up the story. So, lock and key. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
1: man, I uh, I just realized that yeah, this was <laughs> <laughs> as I as when I was doing my uh, the last of my voting today after finally getting everybody down. I see that I left this one blank, but the one I wrote down while I was at work, this is actually again matching up with um with Vince. I, I think out of even though I've been giving the the new 52, I guess not they've all been kind of getting off the list because it was short for them with only the four issues within the year um i i am gonna have to go with batman on this one just because i'm it's, stunned oh wow.
0: shit! i i thought for sure you were gonna say amazing spider-man
1: me too me too <laughs> <laughs> There was just i mean i i don't know it's it's because i know i, I guess and after reading so many and and one swoop, I, I know what to expect with, with Spider-Man, so I mean, it's not like there's really not much going that's going to happen, that that slot's going to write or even in the, the, the recent issue that, that Wade wrote. I know what I'm going to get with Spider-Man, but with Batman, because I can go for long periods of time without reading a Batman story, and i read very little of, of Dick and in the <laughs> cowl, and, and you know, I was in on the ground floor with what Snyder and 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 Papa are doing. I love it. it's it, it so good. It really is. I think, I think right now it is. I mean, if if, if you had to push Baby in the corner, I, I would have to say that my my favorite ongoing right now is is Batman. That's oh, nobody awesome. puts Batman in the corner.
2: <laughs>
1: That's
0: Ooh, nobody puts Dab in the corner. So <laughs> shut up.
3: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, again, one of those, I mean, we're getting to the big categories here. I mean, favorite ongoing, it's a lot of books. Um, yeah. Uh, certainly, some of the winners of my genre would fit into this as runners-up um, Uncanny X4, Sweet Tooth. Uh, I do think Batman and Fables would uh, have to get mentions from me. Uh, but uh, the winner for me, uh, again, this is, a, as we've said many times, this is a big year for Scott Snyder, and um, my favorite ongoing series is, without question, American Vampire uh it's Ooh. it's the book i i most anticipate each month uh it's the one i've yet to be disappointed in in any issue uh the plot the artwork um and 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 i think most impressively it's in a genre that is uh let's be honest uh pretty played out uh right now mm-hmm. i mean there's there's a, a ton of vampire novels books movies out there it's it's certainly a meme uh these days and uh and was really, I think, at the height, because of Twilight, when this book was launched. And, uh, and, and Snyder managed to step outside of the, of the, uh, of the, the noisy milieu of, of vampire-focused stuff and, 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 and shine. And so, um, so I, I, I love this book like you read about.
0: So go read yep. it. Testament yeah, to yeah. his skill as a writer. If you can make vampires work these days, you're damn good. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite ongoing. Uh, nods to... Here it is, Jason. Fables by Bill Willingham, Mark Buckingham, Steve Lialoha, and others. Uh, Eric Larson and company, Savage Dragon. Always entertaining, always uh, a cut above, but my favorite regularly published title is... Snyder and Papi Capullo's mm-hmm. ongoing Batman saga. I just love it. I'm so giddy that I can say Batman is appealing to me again. Yeah. Mostly, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, let's be honest. Mostly Go back and read due, the
2: detective stuff if you haven't, man.
0: Eh, mostly due to uh, Papi Capullo, because I, I just love that man's artwork. But I have to admit, Snyder is telling a very compelling tale. Introducing new antagonists, the the, the owls, that's... That's great. I mean, it's it's a, not only a new villain, but it's one that goes back many, many, many years in Gotham. I mean, they knew, uh, of course, to, according to Bruce Wayne, he knew about them, but he never considered them a threat. But now, watch out, they are. And it's just a fun, very intriguing book. It's dark. Um, it's Greg Capullo. I love it. Batman. It's
1: Greg Capullo. Yes. Bobby Capullo.
0: Very nice. So uh next up is David,
1: my brother. With our favorite original graphic novel and, and, yeah. and i I'll, I'll thank Jason for uh throwing this my way. Um the forum. They uh well that, Where
0: that's can wait a minute, where can people find our forum? We haven't told them. That's what
1: the stuff. So
2: With suite, SOPA we, they probably can't. Oh that's funny <laughs> nicely mm-hmm. done.
0: yeah we're uh, gonna I'd tell you if that well that's it's been shot down, but if that ever passed, man we would have to revise a whole our lot of song shit
1: long yeah, yeah um the uh forums dot podcast dot com there it is uh let's see the forum voted there was a tie in um for third place seven point six percent of the votes it was Habidi which I haven't read it. Ah. And Mr. Murder is dead, which I cannot wait to get. Uh Petrograd- I wonder if Papi Papi Capulo reads Zabibi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
3: <laughs> too much, Vince. Too much.
0: That, I know. Yeah, I, just, I, <laughs> I always push it, don't it. I? I'm not I'm not content just to
3: let
1: it go. Um, okay. Petrograd was uh your second place with twelve point seven percent, your number one original graphic novel, your favorite of two thousand eleven. With 19% of the votes out of 33 nominations, infinite Kung Fu. Awesome. Yeah. Look and at that. My, um... Really, out of... I mean, when I look at all the the hardbacks or trades <laughs> or paperbacks that I have, no, not not backgrounds. the, uh... No, I
0: was thinking, you are a child of your time when you call them hardbacks. <laughs>
3: That's true. <laughs> yep.
1: Uh, they, uh... I, I, most of my big books are collections, are reprints of other stories, whether it's Reed Fleming or BPRD or Echo. And very few original graphic novels made it my way or stuck with me this year. There is Love Struck by Nis Hopeless and Kevin Mellon, which definitely gets a mention. But um, really, I think as soon as I finished it, it was going to be, my pick for this year, and that is the New Teen Titans games. Ah, woo! No by, kidding. Yeah, by by my Marv Wolfman and George Perez and Alvey and Mike Perkins, and and it was just it's it takes me back. It just it makes me remember the the, the times going through the newsstand and picking up those issues by by Wolfman and Perez and and Romeo tangal and and it was just it it, it reminded me of, of what I enjoyed about this team about these characters about about this creative team and and uh, I'm glad it finally saw the light of day it, it was definitely a um, a high point for me it was it was one of the um you know it was nice reading a teen Titans book that 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 was I enjoyed that was good and it was just it it really just made me happy that that, that it was out and, and that I got to read it and, and it didn't I didn't feel like this is what I waited for I just I it made me feel good
0: that's a I rare can. feeling when you can be transported back to the good old days yeah yeah I like
1: that and it, I mean the the, the size it, it wasn't it, it's not your traditional sized uh graphic novel or or uh or hardcover, it, it it just Perez's art benefited from the larger page and and um
3: Game it, Master
1: Baby. It was it was just and it, I mean the characters that they kinda just threw at you. It was it was it was good. I mean, yeah, and, and, and you had Danny Chase and, and <laughs> but even that it just it didn't detract from the rest of what was going on. And everybody still sounded and and felt and and just and looked the way that that i remembered and and it, it just it worked it, it it was really something that it didn't feel like wolf wrote this trying to recapture something from back then it just it brought me back to then it it, it felt like it could definitely fit in between those issues from from that that time when when it was originally concepted nice nice and see good one thank you uh i I
3: have to just comment quickly on the winner, because uh, obviously I, I've voted for it several times, so I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Infinite Kung Fu, but um, I have to say, this this wasn't something that would have gotten my vote, I guess, because it, again, it comes down to how you think of it. I didn't think of this as an OGN, because See, it's did I. Yeah, it's a collection of Kagan's mm-hmm. self-published stuff over the years, um, but I totally get how you know people would have thought of it as an OGN, because this is the first time. Most of it has been widely available in print, so um, I'm happy to see it win. Don't get me wrong, I just, it, but it wasn't my choice because I didn't think of it as an OGN. Um, certainly, I have to say Mr. Murderer's Dead uh, is on my short list. Um, uh, the, the thing I actually had in our little results spreadsheet for a long time as the winner, so it would have to, I guess, therefore be my top runner-up, was The Tooth written by Mr. Mm-hmm. Colin Bunn wow. uh, and yeah. beautifully illustrated uh, and cover designed by Mr. Matt Kint, um, which actually could have I think fit into the uh, best horror category as well now that I think of it um and it was I thought it was going to be my choice um because it was my favorite that I had read up until about uh a week ago oh or, or and mm-hmm. and that was when i uh cracked open uh by last gasp uh publishing uh a book by uh a gentleman by the, I think it was by the the stage name of Winchless, uh, and that is Pinocchio. Yeah, it's a beautiful um, book. Yeah. So you've seen it, Vince?
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Is it okay. Because I was going to say, or if, or?
3: if there's one thing that I'll say about this book, um, mm-hmm. it, as I was reading it, is that oh my God, is this is ever a book that Vince would <laughs> would have. Yeah. And I
0: don't have it yet.
3: Oh, it's it, it. This book is. Uh, I mean, this is a, a, uh, I had not heard of this book until um, three or four weeks ago. I was reading. You know, there are various and sundry best of list that you come across and um i think i don't know if it was the new york times insert some somewhere i came across a book a list of 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 ogns and and collected editions that was not the typical you know it was a lot of the books i hadn't even heard of uh and and when i saw the description of this i thought oh that sounds right up my alley because they described it as a, a adult um somewhat um uh, puerile take on the Pinocchio uh, myth, and 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 I'm I'm a huge fan of 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 the uh, 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 especially because it gets back to the roots of a lot of these fairy tales, you know, which were which were far darker uh, and more adult than they've come to be in this sort of the Disneyization of the concepts. So I ordered it Sight Unseen, and it was it was one of the best decisions I've made in a long time uh, in terms of comics. It's it's an oversized hardcover. Um, the cover is just breathtaking. I mean, it's, uh, it, it almost looks like, um, a really fantastic piece of, uh, tattoo art, um, with, uh, like, Pinocchio's got, like, flames around it, and there's, there's, there's rosettes, and the, 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 uh, the take on it is that Pinocchio is not a wooden puppet in this that's turned into a human boy. He is a, um, uh, a robot, a little robot, um that uh depetto is a like a new york based uh uh inventor he invents pinocchio as a war machine and hopes to sell pinocchio as the prototype to the, <laughs> Very to cool. the military um and and what's fascinating about the way that winslow handles this is that Pin, uh, first of all it's it's uh primarily um uh uh there's no word there's no word balloons in the majority of the book um it's it's uh it's just illustrated um with the caveat being that um Jiminy Cockroach, not to be confused with Jiminy Kicker, (laughs) uh, uh, takes up residence in Pinocchio. Um, And so every chapter or two, there's a one or two page Jiminy Cricket vignette, and he speaks. And those are done in uh, in black and white generally. Um, And he's this sort of down on his luck loser, uh, living off of welfare and, and trying to be a writer, but he can't ever actually write anything um but the main narrative um it, for those that are familiar with the pinocchio story uh there's a lot of the same beats there's Geppetto. there's the there is the pinocchio there is of course the uh you know there is the uh the 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 beggars there's the the evil character who you know turns little boys into in the disney movie they turned them into donkeys. and this they they turn them into werewolves um and he's like a dictator uh there's the, the of course the 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 monstro, the the whale only in this he's a mutated fish um whose whose stomach contents are are toxic waste and they melt most of the things he swallows they actually show the melting and this is just a crazy, crazy book. I mean the art, Vince, you I mean this, this book I just read, I thought, oh my god, this is yeah. I mean, many of the pages are just unbelievably beautifully painted and just very dark and evil and 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 almost sadistic ways uh, uh with just deep reds and blacks, and then uh, other pages are uh, are just monotone pencil um, you know whether it be there's 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 a there's a chapter that 's basically burgundy pencil just very raw sketchy, and then there 's a really tight a chapter with really tight uh gray penciling um, but but the majority of the book is is vividly colored and and hand illustrated um, some is is pencil and inked and, and some is painted but um it's just it's so out there with some of the ways he tweaks the 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 familiar um but but he pulls all of these seemingly disconnected vignettes that are tangential to the to the pinocchio myth and pulls them all together at the end um and and he just you know it, the stuff that happens is just wacky. I mean, there's a a boy scout that that has to poop because he eats bad berries, and then he yeah. goes and, he goes and, and and runs into the woods to find a place to 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 to, to dump, and and he discovers a, a a a bag that was buried chapters ago that's Geppetto's wife who had been dismembered, and then of course he poops his pants because he's in a panic. I mean, there's a cop that's investigating the murder of this woman, and um, he's seemingly <laughs> guy and he, he's, he figures out that he thinks it's Geppetto that killed her because he disappeared and then he goes home and he thinks he's a totally normal guy and then he opens up his fridge and pulls out his dead cat which from a flashback you see he had choked but now he talks to his cat and he has it sit on his lap every <laughs> night I mean it's just crazy stuff I mean it's just uh, uh, there's the Snow White and the, and the Seven Dwarves that are interlaced here and the the dwarves are uh, uh, basically gang raping Snow White <laughs> I mean yes! it's, uh, wow, it's it's just it happened. It's just insane, I mean, The yeah this stuff is just uh, it, this is definitely a book for adults only um I, so uh, be forewarned but but man, oh man, this is great i um I'm psyched because i had bought I had read this review and I had sent a copy of this to uh to my Secret Santa. Uh, yeah you person. did and uh, and he he wrote me back saying, man, this is awesome I hadn't and so I bought a copy for myself shortly thereafter, and uh and boy, am I glad I did. This book is just – believe me. Uh, I, I almost wish I hadn't been – I'm not talking about the book on the award show because, I mean, this is one of those ones where – put it this way. If Vince was the first one who read this book, we would have gotten an hour and a half long <laughs> so quickly from him.
2: That reminds me real quick. I, uh, I meant to um, send out a thank you earlier. Um, is from the forum who's been sure. – Sending all of us some uh, some pretty some pretty cool stuff. Uh, sent me the entire uh, series of Shadow Man by Garth Ennis and Ashley Wood.
0: Oh, that's really good. Yeah, yeah.
2: I haven't the read it. flame comics. It right, existed. So, um, so dude, yeah. thank you so much. I cannot wait to to read it. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, I'll be able to uh, reprioritize some reading and get to it. Awesome. So it was Jason, awesome. Jason Guess I, what I just did? What
0: I ordered the bitch.
3: Nice. Yeah, yeah. dude. I mean, there's a penguin suicide bomber in here. Uh, <laughs> it's a one-eyed automaton that uh, ends up escaping a factory. Dude, and,
0: you had me at poop. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like,
3: and, then it, and then it jumps into the eye socket of a, of a of a of a blind guy and becomes like a symbiote. I mean, it's nice. just cra- and and I know all the stuff sounds out there, but it really does all tie tightly into one narrative that makes perfect sense, and that's the impressive thing. But, but before I, I, I finish up on this, the, the thing I want to say is that um, in, disc- in in doing research about this book after I finished it, um, I, I didn't realize, I thought this was an, an OGN that was uh, created this year, but in fact, I'm wrong, it was an OGN uh, released and translated to English this year. But in fact, this was, uh, which I should have guessed because he's French, this was a French book uh, that was published in 2009 in the exact same form, save that save for, obviously, the, the language uh, being different. Um, and it was uh, actually, it won the grand prize. I, I, there's a specific name for the prize, I don't remember, but it's a, a equivalent of the book of the year at Angoulême, the big European oh, yeah. So this was, I think, this was a well-regarded and, and well-respected book uh, in the European circuit for the last few years, and I guess... Um, surprising to many they they were able to get it um published here and translated and i think part of the reason they were finally able to do that is that um which list, uh which is his 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 nom de guerre uh his real name um i, I forget it offhand i should have had it written down but he was the uh, co-director and creator of the uh persepolis movie the film based on the uh
2: oh neat stuff. um uh Mar- was uh gosh
3: Who's what's name? Cetrapi. yeah. name satrappy satrappy yeah yeah Correct. Yeah, he's the he's the co-creator with 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 her. Oh, so, neat. Look
0: at you. Yeah, that, that so, was nice. So you sold me. Yeah, you got dude. There you, you go.
3: Once you read it, you'll want to be. You'll, I'm sure you want to tag team. It's ridiculous. It's it's yeah. It, and the other thing I'll say too is the pages. Chris, you're a page. I know you love the, <laughs> the good 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 paper. The paper is so thick, the stock, that it was one of those books that every time I turned the page. I was convinced that I had accidentally turned two or three pages, and I was like checking to make sure, because it's so thick, you feel like you're turning multiple pages. It's just
2: oh,
1: awesome. nice.
0: Sell it. Sell it. Nice. Okay. So I think I'm up, right. Yeah? I think so. Yeah, look at that. All right. Difficult category for me. Extremely difficult, because a lot of good OGNs came out this year. But I went with what I know, and what I know was Johnny Ryan's Prison Pit, Volume 3, uh-huh. was friggin'. Amazing. That came out from Fanagraphics last year. Arctic Marauder by Jacques Tardy, also from yep. Fanagraphics, got a nod from me.
2: And yeah, even though that thing is like 30 years old.
0: That's okay. It was published last year. Mm-hmm. Um And I did consider Infinite Kung Fu an OGN, only because okay. I read it in one shot, right? It was published in one shot. I read it in one shot. Uh So Kagan McLeod's Incan- Infinite, <laughs> Inca-dink- Infinite Inca-dink- Kung inca-dana. Fu got a big old... Pat on the back. But my favorite OGN was from No Brow Press, distributed on this side of the water by Ad House. It's Jesse Monahan's Forming. And I talked about that on one of the episodes. You can look it up. An incredible achievement. Uh, Jesse pulls characters and events from the mythology of a number of different cultures boils it all up in one pot creates this wacky kooky narrative and it's it's astounding and nothing um that was released last year really spun me around like like forming uh check out the ad house site if you want to copy it's great it's an oversized hardcover there's a uh, cloth uh, spine on it with gold um, inlay it 's just fantastic, no expense spared on the publishing it 's just brilliant uh and i 'll look up in our archives what episode I talked about if you want to hear a lot more about it because I think I rambled a little bit, much to chris 's chagrin. there you go what, huh? what? you were talking yeah well huh.
2: oh. uh that 's classy, dude. <laughs> stay, stay classy, San Diego. Uh, my, I, you know, I have to give you trouble. Uh, I know it. On the, I know the, it. The, the teenage mutant ninja turtles page has got to give me grace until like at least March. Yeah, but uh, Jason, same.
0: Jason talked about people shitting their pants, and you did not go boo. You know what I mean? If I was talking Good about right. it, was get, it,
3: rare when I mentioned that. I know. Yeah.
0: If I was talking about defecation, you'd be like, here we go. Just looking at the office. For talking you. about shit and body functions and and you know, cock rings. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> like that would
2: be different than like any other like Tuesday conversation with you. All right. Uh, my my OGN of the year, no surprise. Uh, I've uh, talked and talked and talked about it. I can't find my damn copy. It's not on my bookshelf, so uh, I've probably loaned it out. But it is uh, uh, from Arkea, It is Mr. Murder is Dead. Um, the nice. reason. Yeah, you
0: talked about that.
2: The, the reason I it? picked it. Is not just because it's beautiful, not just because it's a great story, not just because the production values go above and beyond what what most publishers, especially the big two, do in most of their. Um, most of their hardcovers, uh, DC does some really nice, um, you know, the, the absolutes and that kind of stuff. But um, why I loved Mister Murder is Dead so much is that it probably more than most um, comics I read this year really used the medium. It uh, there was a lot of homage to uh, to stuff that had had happened, you know, throughout comics history. But just uh, uh, Brent Schoonover's Page layouts, his understanding of storytelling, how well he uses the medium, uh, how they were able to time shift and, and really use the page to its fullest impressed the hell out of me. And uh, uh, I think that's something that, that we as comic book fans should, um, should expect, is people to use the medium. It's, uh, it doesn't get used enough and uh, uh, Mr. Murderer's Dead was uh, just a book that hit on every cylinder for me. Nice. This is it, folks. This is what everybody's been waiting for.
3: The final category of the year. Oh, yeah. The award for comic of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, this is the granddaddy of an all. It could be anything. People could and did vote for Limited series, OGNs, reprints, ongoing series, whatever. The thing that floated your boat the most is what you should have voted for in this category. Um, Coming in at a respectable uh, third runner-up, because David rigged the the voting booth. uh, (laughs) Amazing Spider-Man with 4.7% of the vote. Uh, Coming in third place, uh, the oft-discussed Infinite Kung Fu by Mr. K.K. McLeod. Uh, In second place, man, our our listeners have good taste, uh, with 9.4% of the vote, Uncanny X-Force. And uh, the winner, with, I think, a pretty strong 15.6%, considering how broad this category was, uh, it was uh, Papi Capullo and (laughs) Scott Snyder's Batman. So, uh, I don't think you'll get much argument from us uh, on on any of those. Um, Clearly, we've all mentioned Uh, each of those books many times over the last uh, two episodes. For me, uh, this big enchilada, Um, I just kind of tried to clear my mind and think what's the one thing that I enjoyed the most this year um, that I I think I could see myself going back and revisiting that made the biggest impression. Uh, And uh, while I certainly feel fortunate to have read a ton of great books this year, um, I got to give it to my man... Caden, uh and not just because he liked hip-hop uh infinite kung fu uh was that book uh, not dissimilar to aphrodisiac uh in its year where i just it left such an indelible mark for me um you know i saw the solicit in previews i thought wow this sounds like something that's right up my alley but you never know and it just uh it delivered um you know played a huge role in the, my handing the top publisher award to top shelf this year um like I said, I mean, to me, the highest compliment I can give uh, a creator is to, uh, you know, buy a page of of, of art from their book, and uh, I, I was happy to have done so. This is just, uh, just great storytelling. Told clearly, he has a passion for this stuff. Clearly, he knows. I mean, this isn't a guy that uh, sort of. Wrote a story about what he thinks 70s Kung Fu movies were. I mean, he clearly has seen and digested, you know, the vast majority of them and, and, and interworked a lot of the classic mythology that went into those, uh, into his own take on it. Um, just, just loved it, man. Every page of it was just a treat for me visually and, uh, and, and the narrative. So, so congrats to, to Kagan who, uh, you know, wrote and, and, and drew it. Infinite Kung Fu, my comic O of the Year.
0: Oh, yeah. Much hand wringing and shuffling of nominees by me for this <laughs> this category um kegan mcleod I,
2: I, I just pulled a name out of a hat <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kegan
0: McCloud's infinite kung fu uh love and rockets volume four of the new stories mostly because of jaime Hernandez's story um geez but in the end it, it uh, Jesse Monahan's forming is also on my list from Nobrow and Ed House. In the end, I had to go with the one that presented us with previously unseen work from Jack Kirby, Wally Wood, Herb Trimpy, Art Spiegelman. Uh, I talked about it at length on another episode. Uh, it's the someday funnies. Uh, regardless of what Dan Nadel says, this book is a colossal mm-hmm. achievement um artistic commentary on the 60s created in the 70s and finally published in 2011 it's been a long journey and uh, i'm glad to finally see the project come to fruition it, it's just an incredible book from abram's comic arts uh you need to own it if you're a comic book fan there's not every strip hits but the ones that do are uh they resound with um just great stuff so get it um yeah i'm tired <laughs> yeah uh, some some someday funnies who's up next
2: oh it's me um my favorite book uh talked about it um uh, last week and it was my favorite single issue and it uh was my favorite uh comic of the year and that's Moore Warren, Kevin O'Neill's uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen nineteen sixty
0: nine. Yeah, I should have had that on my list too.
2: It's uh those guys those guys make pretty much uh, perfect comics. And uh and it was it was great. I loved every second of it. And and, and there's also a certain um level of anticipation that goes into it. So Yeah. So and uh, that was certainly anticipated by me. So,
0: Alan had you under his spell, so to speak. Very much so. Mm-hmm. There you go.
1: See, I, I, I guess I looked at this category a little different than, than you guys because Chris picked the book he talked about throughout most of the year since it came out, and, and Jason had, had Infinite Kung Fu, which is pretty much, I know it, from one fell, fell soup of a collection, and 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 of course, Vince's anthology. But I, since this wasn't my favorite ongoing, uh, my comic of the year, as Vince will probably guess, is is Amazing Spider-Man. There it is. There's there amazing, it is. You know it was coming. You know coming. Yep. it was. Um, amazing Spider-Man. Had had I not fallen behind on Uncanny X-Force or uh, or even American Vampire. It probably would have been a closer race, but um i I would have to really do some heavy nitpicking if if I wanted to dig out a bad issue from from the past year and uh and it just it was consistently and uh one of the better comics I've read throughout the year so it it isn't it was just yeah, I guess as, as each issue was coming out. And again, especially I, I think Spider Island had a lot to do with it, but it just, it really kind of just made, made the stories that much. Well, especially what, what Slot was doing from the beginning of big time and how he was planting seeds that I didn't even see being, being planted and how they were going to get played out later on. It just, um, it was just fun comics. So I, I had to give it to that one this year. Nice. There you go. That's all
0: she wrote. And, and we have to give goodbye a big,
2: 2011 we <laughs> have
0: to give a big uh thank you to all of the former mem- former members that participated in this thing they went as usual above and beyond yeah, definitely. Uh, more votes and responses than ever and a huge congratulations to all the winners because you guys make great freaking comics. you made us have a beautiful wonderful fantastic memorable year. We thank everybody involved in this whole brouhaha, mm-hmm. including the hully baloo that it is, including Discount Comic Book Service who sponsored this. DCB Yeah, I know. com. get your books. Many of the books that were mentioned tonight at Discount Comic Book Service and you'll pay far less than retail for them. They and are. you know
2: and you know what we we don't we don't um uh, ever really asked for this, but uh, it never hurts to let them know that, that you listen to 11 o'clock, and that's, that's true. the reason why uh, um, why, you, why you buy comics from them. So, You're right. you are know, on that order form somewhere, if you want to let them know that, uh, that you listen to 11 o'clock, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, and drop us an iTunes review if you have a chance.
1: Ooh, thank you. Another Mr. great point. Nice. Look at you. Oh, and, and also,
2: yeah, and
3: if you if you happen to tweet with any of the creators that won uh, or know them, by all means, let them know, too, because I, uh, I know some of them uh, listen. I know Kagan McLeod is listening to this episode, so he'll be pleased to hear um, that uh, he won. But, but yeah, it's always cool to – these guys uh, sometimes don't realize that, uh, that they get their stuff uh, touted from different shows, and I know that uh, most of them appreciate it when they find out, so, yeah.
0: And next week it will be business as usual. We'll go back to the uh, to the freeform comic God talk. It doesn't
2: feel like we've done a regular episode in about two years. I know.
0: <laughs> you, you never know what to expect. But so join us next week. But in that time, in your travels too, do yourself a favor. And I'm going to reiterate this one because I think it's worth repeating. Go out. And search for images "Witch Doctor" by Brandon Seifert and Lucas Kettner for all of the reasons I mentioned before. And here's another one; it's damn good.
2: Get it? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know it. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Go get uh, the um. Uh. Like a sniper lining up a shot, so you can listen in next week and agree with us how often is how <laughs> awesome it is. You're right.
1: Uh well because we're getting late and, and, and Chris Long hasn't planned to catch. I'll um I'll say my thank yous to to Chris and Dan for next week. Uh yeah, but I have thank yous too. That, yeah. for next week, right. Um but first to Jason, um I believe you were looking for the name Vincent uh Paranod. Yes, sir. And I know that because I just ordered it off my Kindle Fire.
3: Look at you. So badass,
1: Pinocchio. Oh, it's available on the Kindle, or, or I can download. No no, 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 I just I no I, I had the Kindle near me instead of using the computer. I oh, just, okay. Just I like, it no, I no, it, it's it's not available to be to be read right on on the fire. Um, probably a good thing. Yeah, I think so. I want to feel that paper. That's right. The um, like Vince again. I'll 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 tout a an image book, which is the fifth issue. I guess we'll be out within the next few weeks. The fourth issue came out, I think, last week. But uh, by Joshua Helfialkov and pencils by Brent Peoples, inks by Nick Nix. The fifth issue will be it. I guess it's going on hiatus. They want to see how well the trade does. But this is The Last of the Greats. And it's Hmm. an interesting title. Um, When I read the first issue, I'm glad there's... because. There's some some of uh, some of the figures and 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 some of the backgrounds, things just a little looked a little um, lines were thick. It it wasn't as as I guess clean or as, as detailed as as um, as it's been since Nick has been inking um, Brent, but the. Uh, I won't go into the whole thing right now, but I said it's it, fourth issue. No, because I mean, no, because Jason's the last to go, and like I said, I mean, we can go into it if, if anybody else reads it before next week, or or you yeah, know, there's always see. next week. We can tag team on it, but it's 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 pretty interesting. There is there's boobies for Vince, nice. and uh, I do love and, the boobies, and and there's um there's some sodomy for Vince, so you're all set <laughs> with, this, with this title, dude. <laughs>
0: What's uh, that about sodomy? It's, it's,
1: uh, <laughs> So means there, yeah. So, in any case, um, there's that, but it's, it's, I, I wasn't like sure if I, I was going to after the first issue, I wasn't really sure if because it wasn't any big surprise when I got to the end of the, uh, the the last page of the first issue, but I had the second issue ordered and I figured, all right, you know, let me keep going with it. And 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 spe- with the third issue, I really got, I guess, kind of hooked, but um, I, I want to see how this arc wraps up. I don't know if it's going to end clean and you know, just in case it doesn't return, or if uh if if it'll be a um one of those stories where you know you kind of just it ends and and, and you never know. Kind of like the twelve for five goddamn years. So it's um
0: <laughs> it's
1: it's uh it it's an image book. It's it's written by, by a guy who we've we've enjoyed this past year and uh and the art's pretty good. So so last of the greats, check it out. There you go.
3: Respect. Uh, in Your Travels, uh, Run Out and Grab, The Strange Talent of Luther Strode Yeah. by Image yeah. Comics, uh, written by Justin Jordan. Not sure if this is his first comic work, but it's the first time I've heard of him. Uh, an art by Trad Moore. Uh, pretty simple concept to articulate. The elevator pitch, as it were. Uh, what if a nerd in high school sent away for one of those bodybuilding kits and it actually worked uh, and made him superpowered? Mm-hmm. And a man on a uh, Mac? Yeah, it's wacky. I mean it's it's crazy, it's violent, it's uh over the top. Yeah, it's a lot juicy. of fun so far. Yeah, I, I think uh we've gotten well I've read the first five issues. Um the six may have just come out though. Uh, or it's coming out shortly. So um uh I it uh, it's been terrific. It's been, you know, again image it's been all those image books that uh just uh gets it done. You know, it uh, just fills that little niche.
0: All right, that's it. It's all she wrote. Thank you, people, for being here. We'll be here next week. We hope you'll join us. Uh, and until then, you know we we'll, We love you. A whole bunch. It's true. Absolutely. Yeah. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye. And remember, enchant your ebony armor as
0: soon as you can. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Week, no. We almost made I it did, through. I
2: didn't even let one Skyrim comment go tonight. Oh, so boy. Oh it's I see. A, it? It's a, it. A sick,
0: it's a sickness.
2: Level thirty-six, bitches. Sickness. Oh, nice.
0: You know you're it insane is. because you just tweeted yesterday you were level thirty. You went up six I levels know, in say, a that's day. I a lot of playing right there. What the yeah, hell?
2: Yeah, it's been. Uh, I was. Uh, I was up late last night. Probably so later than I should have been. So, challenge <laughs> to be like, "You motherfucker, you didn't come into work today." <laughs> uh, no, I was in. I was at work. I was and, maybe a little
1: though. So. And and and. For people who want to use their TV for something other than playing games, you can all rejoice because justified is back, bitches.
3: Oh, I cannot go. wait! Yeah, it's, it's up in the DVR. I mean, oh, it's yeah.
2: awesome. You need to watch it. Yes. Go. Oh, right. yeah. The first first episode was outstanding. Yeah, it was. It was sweet. There you go. Yeah. Enjoy every second of it. What
0: the, What the hell have I become? When someone mentions sodomy, and automatically it's like, yeah, Vince would really like that. You giggle.
1: God, I
0: know. I, I,
3: I have to be honest. The the scene where the little boy, the scout, pooped his pants, uh, and the scene with Snow White, being uh, gang raped, gang raped, uh, were the ones I thought this is a book for (laughs) me.
1: I don't blame. That
0: pleases me to no end. Thank you. (laughs) All right. See you guys. Back next week. Love you. Later.
1: Later, Bye.